This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Are you And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, the creeps of the world unite as we watch Spine 334 in the Criterion Collection. Barbara Koppel's Harlan County, USA from 1976. But first, RJ. Yes? What's up? Um... You got you got any of that uh, Omicron too with all the stomach stomach diarrhea going on? So so no. I so I've read so on Twitter. I mean, oh. let's kick things off with a little bit of toilet diarrhea. talk. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of known for toilet talk, Jared. Even in my place of work, when uh, in the staff room at lunchtime, when everyone whenever anyone is eating something, my kind of catchphrase is, you know, that's good for your colon. And uh, people, it took a while for them to start to catch on that I was I was kidding. And now uh, people know me for that. Whenever they're eating something, they look at me and say, it's good for the colon. And I say, yeah, it is. Mm. It is. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, no, I don't have diarrhea. And just don't get you started on rectums. Rectum. Damn near killed them. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, no, I don't have diarrhea. But I'm one of the, the few people who still wears a mask at work. I'd mm. say... Um, for the last couple of weeks, you're a resi- like, you're, you're you're a resistor. I am, I am. Like uh, there was more people weeks ago, but now I'd say we're down to probably in the building. I don't know, twenty, thirty percent people wearing masks out of the whole building, and uh, I'm one of the only ones. And then I had some other staff members are like, "Why are you still wearing a mask?" And I said, "Cause it's my goddamn freedom and God-given right." They say, "Why don't you?" I said, "Don't tread on me, man." Mm-hmm. You know, you what, know how that what one goes. Say is, it's like I don't listen to the government for nothing. That's what I said. I said it's. I said it's my right and freedom to wear my mask. I said, why don't you leave me alone? Mm-hmm. Call, call, call them. A, call them tyrants. I did. I said, stop trying to govern my free will, buddy. Bud. Yeah. But no, I do not have diarrhea. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people at my work are sick with the diarrhea, and I actually had a conversation Uh-oh. the other day. Did you know diarrhea is the number six uh, cause of death in the world? Damn. Or it's in, maybe not six, but it's in the top ten for sure. Is that like uh, from like dysentery? Uh, I think it's from like developing countries that don't have like access. Yeah. Yeah. So they they get the diarrhea and they just can't get over it. They die. I think they die of dehydration, but it's caught. The dehydration is caused by the diarrheas. Well, let's take a look at our world and data. Causes of death. Well, that's not what I'm looking for, maybe. I know it's like. Uh, drowning and falling are definitely in the top part, and then yeah. and then there's car accidents, which car is... accidents and cardiac arrest I think are pretty high. Yeah, yeah. So where was diet? Where does diarrhea fit? I'm, I'm I can't. This is a horrible site. Oh, just Google like top ten causes. That's of what death. I did. <laughs> the, the... It's not coming up. No. Oh, well, that's not good. Uh, ooh. Diarrheal diseases. Ooh. Do you think that's what that means? I mean, it's gotta be. But what other what what other diseases are there? Neonatal conditions, lower respiratory infections, Mm. uh, ischemic ischemic heart disease. I'm not sure how to pronounce that word. Ischemic. Ischemic. There you go. Ischemic, my man. There you go. Ischemic. Mm -hmm. Stroke. Yeah, diarrheal diseases, <laughs> malaria, road injury. That's a polite way of saying vehicular death. Road injury. What if it doesn't take place on a road? What uh, if it's on a bridge? If, well, it is a road. The bridges are attached to roads. Yeah, but that's a 
I, I think I think that's a philosophical like wormhole <laughs> we could go down here. Philosophical tuberculosis, HIV, AIDS, and cirrhosis mm. of the liver. Are apparently, the the top 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 ten. Cirrhosis? It's not good. Cirrhosis will get you, man. That's a mm. bad one. Nine times out of ten, it'll get you. It'll get you. It's not good. Okay, so RJ, diarrheal diseases, cholera, yeah. ETEC, rotavirus, shingolosis, and typhoid. Man, rotavirus? You got to watch out for rotavirus. Typhoid? Like Typhoid Mary? That's still around? Typhoid fever? Yeah. I didn't think it was anymore. Diarrhea is usually a symptom of an infection in the intestinal tract, which can be caused by a variety of bacterial, viral, and parasitic. What's your favorite uh, line in the diarrhea song? Um, you know the diarrhea song? Well, it depends on which iteration of it. There's well, I mean, it can go on forever, right? So that's yeah. what I mean. Like, what's your favorite line? Like, what's your favorite zinger of that song? Mm. When you're driving in a Chevy... And your pants are getting heavy. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. How about you, RJ? Uh, when you're running on the track and you feel a wet crack. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. You know, when I was uh, a younger man, Jarrett, I think I could uh, recite that song to uh, probably like 10 minutes, you know, just more and more and more. And, uh, you know, some of them I would know. Some of them would just come to me as I went. And uh, better days. Better days. Yeah, you know what? I, th- I think we did a pretty good job of, you know, someone might be tuning in to episode 287 <laughs> being like, ah, Harlan County, USA. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> and then they're like, and then it's the diarrhea song. It's an important song, That's, though. You know, this six minutes in, that this what they gave. And then they went, no, no. When you're running from the cops and you get a case of plops, diarrhea. <laughs> You got to do the fart sound after it doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, any 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 updates from the world of RJ? Uh, not currently. I might have some stuff cooking soon, but I'm not. Are you talking scoops here? Scoops? Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But okay. uh, I did. Uh, I did it. Not get diarrhea this week, so that's pretty important not, thing in my not, life. Not bad. I did not get it. Um, but do you always, but do you always have it? Well, now we're talking semantics, Jared, that I didn't really it's want like, to get it's, into. It's about bridges, bridges and roads. <laughs> bridges and roads, yes. Rivers and bays. It's a, it's a whole thing, Jared. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm busy all the time. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> life is hard, but eventually it ends. Well, you know, RJ, where we're going, we don't need roads. Need roads. What if it, What if you change that line to, where we're going, Marty? We don't need bridges. It's my... Uh... <laughs> by christopher lloyd for you wow hey did you hear he got cast in the mandalorian season three it's pretty it's pretty wild <laughs> that's actually a scoop i heard that, that's that's your scoop that's a scoop it's not bad i hadn't heard about that no uh i don't, know, I don't got nothing going on. what's going on in your world jared that's what people want to know about you're the one who gets in all sorts of crazy situations Hi, all the time. Yeah, you know all the all those disputes you have with your neighbors. Oh, RJ, that's what you use for your Wednesday, my dudes. Come on, you don't like that's brain. I liked it that that was brain. Mm. It's good. It's talking no. about brains. Yeah. Oh, it's got zero likes. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> I can delete it. Should I, should I delete it live on air and then repost with your picture? I don't know. You you may you may. I'm just letting everyone know that's RJ's uh, editorial ship right there. I thought people would like the that's brain because uh, it, it fits with the creeps brand. You know what I mean? I see. Did you offer up that branded flesh uh, with the creeps logo on the Patreon? No. Only for platinum Patreons that. Uh, That's, no, not even uh, them. Not even them. No, they have to come ship themselves here, and then I will uh, plug them into that laser cutter, and mm. we'll, we'll let the magic happen. They have to ship their own flesh here. Yeah, well, they have to come. Oh, and you're branding it into them. Yeah. I bet Oliver Granger would do it. Probably. Do you know what I mean? No. Because he's kind of like a, one he's of those the, guys. He's, he's, he's the original creephead. He is the original creephead. What What do you think people, like listeners of the show, what do you think they'd want to be called? Like creepers? Mm-hmm. Or something? What What do you think the, the name for them would be? I think we've, creepazoids? I think creepazoids is pretty good. Creepazoids? Yeah. yeah. I do like that. Oh. Do you like that? Always creeping in the night, you know? Yeah, reminds me of Freakazoid. Remember that? Remember that cartoon? I do remember Freakazoid. Wasn't that Mark Hamill? Um, or someone like it's that? Possible. I feel like it was Mark Hamill, but I could be wrong. Mm. Maybe you're Mark Hamill, some have wondered. Some have wondered. I've, <laughs> I have uh, Hamill-like uh, qualities. Yeah. Hey, have you... um Paul Rugg. Is Paul Rugg? Paul Rugg. With don't, a G? Two Gs. <laughs> do you think that's a real person, or do you think that's just like an Alan Smithy type thing? No, that's that's a guy, and I am is not... Is a real I, guy? I am not seeing Mark Hamill here. Oh. Okay. Well, that's weird. Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> it, is is it, what it, it is what it is. Hey, have you ever had to... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something diarrhea-based. Never mind. (laughs) I almost got you. Proud of yourself over there, huh? I caught myself. I stopped. Well, you stopped yourself just in time for for me to read the emails since we have five, not ten. ten. Five's not ten. Yeah. You know. A mere five emails from the Creepazoids. The Creepazoids? See, maybe it'll catch on. Maybe it'll catch on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What do they got? Well, we got Dylan Frew. He's back already. Fuh? What a turnaround. What, Did he say he wasn't coming back? I don't know. I mean, after a while, after a layoff, no emails. Uh, emails last week, and right immediately, here he's back. Well, we, we're still yeah. waiting on Josh Frazier. We haven't heard from him for a while, so sometimes <sighs> when people don't email in, sometimes, they never come back. Some, some, sometimes they get away, RJ. I know. Well, what's this guy up to? Well, DF here. Uh-huh. With an email, no subject, mm. fellas. Mm. It's been a while since I could listen, but I'm finally catching up. Mm. How have you boys been doing? You're still alive, so it must be all right. I, I, well, I can't argue with that. Debatable. I mean, sure. I'd say debatable. It's like a real bridge bro type of deal. Got a yeah. question for you, fellas. I uh-huh. rewatched Blue Velvet the other day, and I was uh-huh. once again blown away by Dennis Hopper. I don't remember if you've discussed this again or not, but uh, who do you think is the ultimate film villain? Which types mm. of villains do you prefer? Examples? Jarrett likes incredibly large men. That, yeah, I do. 
But is it is it as villains or is it just at any time incredibly large men? Uh, Are you a fan? I think filthy large men. Filthy uh, large men. Yeah, and usually, unfortunately, due to stereotyping, they're often villains. Yes, when they're because they're filthy large men. That is that is quite true. Sad, but true. 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 Uh, James L. Or not James Elroy, L. Ro- L. Ro- Elmore Leonard novels that are adapted okay. to film have really great villains. Okay. So let me look up. Is that uh, like Le- the Black Dahlia with uh, <laughs> Josh Hartnett? That would be James Elroy as opposed to Elmore Leonard. Are they not the same person? They are not, but they're both crime writers. Are you sure? I am positive. Okay. Well, we'll have to take your word for it. There's okay. no way to look it up. Good villains, though. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you say so. Yeah. I'm not going to say, I like a villain who's, uh, who's uh, <laughs> I don't know. Morally goal. ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. <laughs> yeah, like when people trot out, uh, like when they talk about Thanos. <laughs> Thanos is morally ambiguous because if you actually you, you could un- you could understand plan, his you can understand his perspective. <laughs> that's like uh, you know the Reddit I hate the most. It's like all of Reddit. That's the all Reddit. of Reddit. That's the Reddit I hate. Yeah, there's uh, Thanos did nothing wrong, and then Empire did nothing wrong. Where they go, well, actually, the Death Star wasn't a bad plan, and it's like. oh, and, like, all the people on there are posting ironically, but that makes me even more mad because I hate him. Mm-hmm. I hate him. But, uh, yeah, morally ambiguous villains are the ones that I prefer most, Jarrett. No, you know what I'm going to go? You know who? You know what villains I like most? The Minions. <laughs> That's my favorite movie villain. <laughs> the, the Minions? Yeah, what do you think about that, Jarrett? Are you, how old are you, RJ? Uh, old enough to appreciate the craft that went into creating the minions. <laughs> and, and, and what's your uh, uh, preferred social media platform? Um, I'd prefer not to say. Okay. It's, it's definitely not. Uh, um, what's that? Um, what's that right wing thing Trump started trying to start? Uh, that I believe Truth he's, he's or not, something. Tr- yeah, he has Truth Social or something like that. Uh, I believe it's uh, disbanded. Th- no, it's it's still like on but yeah. yeah apparently it's used to drop like 93 percent since it started because uh, uh, i don't think like any of the the family really uses it maybe don, don jr or something like that but i think like mm. one of the i think the number one group on it is like hot girls golfing or something like that Ooh, yeah. i saw I, that reminds me i saw a trump story today where trump allegedly got a hole in one on the golf course and wrote a lengthy uh like opinion piece about or something so apparently that's what he's been doing the last two days on on his letterhead yeah trying to convince people that he 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 got a hole in one because no one was filming nobody because no one was listen i did it it was greatest shot of all golf you go okay uh good beautiful i mean if, if that's all he did for the rest of his days i mean i'd be fine with that i mean that would be nice but i i don't think that's yeah, the way it's gonna I, I go sadly i think there might be other plans in store yeah. for all of us yeah i think you're right uh, uh so what yeah were we talking so, about? so minions rj's oh yeah rj's a big minion stan i'm gonna stick with it they're so cute well it's just it's they're morally ambiguous sure the because they're bad guys <laughs> But there's, but they don't want to be bad guys, you know. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do good things. They're just, they were created evil. They're so crazy. They're always getting up to no good. Man, the hijinks mm-hmm. that ensue mm-hmm. when you you oh, get a yeah. couple of those guys in the mix. Oh yeah. Man. Also, 
Yes. Dylan continues, the fact that you used Kate Bush in the break last week deserves a standing round of applause. So let me say, clap, 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 clap. Anyway, my metaphor is a phallic one. Good day, Dylan. What is he? I, I don't really understand what that last part was. What happened there? Keegan Day. Okay. He's back. Keegan Michael Key? That Corman guy did make a lot of stuff. Hey, guys. Mm. I gave that Core May episode a listen and enjoyed it. It was kind of like the Chris Chan docu series in a way that it was a long and constant stream of information just without being deeply saddening. <laughs> New Aww. episodes of that are coming out again, by the way. Oh, yes, Keegan. I, Didn't that I, guy go to jail? Uh, he's in jail. I think so. I think he's still in holding, probably. But there's new episodes of that coming out? Yeah. I mean, they haven't finished. They haven't caught up to the present yet. And Gino okay. Samal. Yeah, I, I've, I'm about five behind, so I don't know. I'm not in a big rush. I'm not in a big rush to see how that goes. Mm. Yeah. I am still not interested at all, mm-hmm. which is the same as all I have always been. Well, look at you high and mighty over there. Hey, I got my own garbage that I watch over here. I just don't. I don't need to add to uh, add to that garbage, you know. Um, he continues on the, regarding Cormay. Provided some good context before I go into the Corman's World documentary. I only have about five Corman movies left on my list. I don't think I need to one hundred percent it. So thanks. Mm. Anyway, I have a couple of ideas for next May. You guys might want to consider. Oh, dear, Ellen May. You guys can watch four or five movies in a month, right? Is Ellen May like Ellen DeGeneres? No. <laughs> That's Elaine oh, yeah. May. This is what we're oh. talking about. That's a director, RJ. I don't know what that is. She's a woman. If you made really? films. Yeah, Ellen May. Check it out. How about Go this, on. though, RJ? This mm-hmm. might be more your speed. Maiton score Maze May. <laughs> Did he come up with that, or? I guess. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's pretty good. Sure, it's not bad. It's not happening, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not gonna happen, but yeah, good idea. <laughs> Mage and Suzuki. No. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing that's not English because it's too. It's too hard. Michael May. Ah. Uh, potentially. Mario Bava. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. Lucio Fulchme. <laughs> that one is also not bad. Yeah. Not bad. That's it. That's it, RJ. That's a lot. It's okay. Good. It's good. I like those. Those are those are these. Those are these. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, we'll see if anyone else has written in with any suggestions. But not bad. Yeah, we'll I'm see. I'm glad Keegan got some enjoyment out of Cormay. Because it, <laughs> is, it, is a, it is a feast, RJ. Do you think he's the first person to ever listen to that episode? Definitely not. But oh. uh, it, it might be for uh, Fred Olin May, which Keegan, you could also check know. out. The only way we'll do a new May thing is if Fred Olin May hits, uh, like what, like a million likes on YouTube? or <laughs> That's all. Yeah, well, I mean... That's not that bad. If everyone listening to this podcast liked it, then maybe it would. Mm. Potentially. 
You want to hear from Ruben Barbosa? Oh, yeah. You want to hear a movie report? What is that? It's coming in. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Movie report. Movie report. Howdy, Crypt Creepers. Ooh. How is life in Kenny Land treating you? Oh. Amazing. Yeah, he's been... He's the gift that just keeps on giving. He's been hot the last couple days. I think even like the... I think the day after we recorded, there was some more shit, and I can't remember. Yep. And uh, Creepsville local MP was in oh, – Creepsville's God. trending in Canada on, yeah. on Twitter, apparently, because yeah. of uh, that stuff. Oxford's Dictionary. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We should start every – yeah. <sighs> Seeing as how you two yep. are huge fans of Ty West and A24, oh. I thought I would share with you my thoughts on his latest film, X. Is it about DMX? A lot of people seem to be big on this movie and are saying it's the best thing he's done since House of the Devil. I'm not sure how that's supposed to be a compliment since what he's made since House of the Devil is crap. Like The Innkeepers, The Sacrament, fucking Cabin Fever 2, and mm. the worst segment in VHS. Yeah. However, I do have to admit the movie was decent. The acting was pretty good. There was a lot of funny dialogue. The visuals were solid, and the setups for all the characters were well handled. The hmm. first half of the movie that focused on them making the porno was really charming and interesting to watch. Hey, RJ, you know this movie? What that movie's about? That I, I had no idea this movie was about making a porno. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's, it's set in the seventies, and some uh, young intrepid filmmakers are going out to a farmhouse. They're going to make okay. a porno. Porno, like that kind. Now, RJ's interested now you've caught my attention the main problem with the movie is when ty west decides to make it a horror film in the second half Mm. the kills are unsatisfying the quality of the makeup is all over the place and i personally didn't find the film to be that tense since it was so telegraphed who the lone survivor was going to be also the opening and closing scenes of this movie were garbage and completely pointless (laughs) the last line of the movie was especially eye-rolling and that's all i have to say about x Expect to see my second movie report sometime in the next five months. Oh, something to look forward to, hey? Question time. Mm -hmm. What's an unpopular Roger Ebert opinion that you actually agree with? RJ has to pick one that isn't Spawn. Here's a link if you need some unpopular opinions. I was going to say, I don't don't know any. Yeah, let's see if we can uh, figure this out. I'm going to send you the link that he has supplied, rogersworst.blogspot.com, for those following along at home. Did he like Spawn? Is that his controversial opinion? Yes. And you'd be like, yeah. I was going to say, I agree. I like, why can't I pick that? Mm. Should I just go to number one here? Well, this is, yeah, there's a Godfather Part 2 giving it three stars. Uh, I mean, I probably, I mean, I've always thought The Godfather was better than godfather part two like mm. pretty uh, to me pretty obviously but that yeah. that is a maybe a controversial pick because there's people who say it's two is way better but man yeah. that whole scene in part two when they're in cuba it feels like it goes on forever but i think when i last time i did do a rewatch i was like oh this movie's much better than i remember it being but mm-hmm. i i know people have lots of opinions on the godfather oh. i don't whoa Two and a half stars for Unforgiven. That's nonsense. 
I think I found the one that I I'm not even reading, but the one just based on his star rating. He gave the Elephant Man two stars. Well, that means you'd agree with it. That's what he's asking. Oh. Oh, that that I agree that it's a bad take. Or you know, you agree with Roger Ebert. Oh no, no, no. This is no, this, uh, the this, Elephant this, Man is terrific. Yes, no. This is a page of his worst takes, but you're supposed okay. to find one. You're like, no, I agree with Roger Ebert on this. Oh, you know what? Just under the Elephant Man, I think Roger Ebert gave three stars, and I think I'm inclined to agree with him. The 2008 classic, you don't mess with the Zohan. That's a three. That's a solid three star there film. You, there you go, Ruben. You get what you deserve. People know better than to ask ask me questions. <laughs> it's like if you if you're going to deny me Spawn, you'll find Sandler. Sandler. I actually I don't mind the Zohan. It's got some funny stuff so in I'm, there. So what I'm looking for here is a movie I don't like, and he has to also not like it, I guess. Mm. Mm. You know, the, I'm not that far off, though, because, uh, uh, I don't know, that seems pretty low. I mean, so he has a four-star scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave The Master two and a half stars. And you agree with that? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on the cooler side of The Master than mm-hmm. the, most people. I think it's good. I mean, two and a half stars to me seems low, but that seems to be in that like kind of middle of the pack. Because three stars would just be a recommend for me, Bert. Two and a half, yeah. it's like, I don't know. I just don't know about this movie. <laughs> I don't know about this movie. I just can't tell if it's good or not. I'm Roger Ebert. I actually watched, because uh, I was <laughs> I was stuck on the couch for a second, and I saw that there was a... Um, Wait, what? I was stuck on the couch for a second. I had a cat on me, but I wanted I to get up, so I didn't trapped. want to start. You like, were trapped. Yeah, I didn't want to start a Star Trek or something, so I think I watched five minutes of uh, the Sundance Harlan County USA thing, and uh, Roger Ebert was there, and he went, he went, this is a documentary I've seen many times, and then it kind of cut to someone else. That's all he really had to say. I got gotcha. you. So I the more gotcha. you know, you know. <sighs> Damn. He's... Yeah. Weebs? Ebes. Oh. Do you think Ebert was a weeb? No. No? He didn't no. like Japanese stuff? No. I don't think he like I don't think he gave a shit about anime. Oh. He didn't do you think he didn't like anime? What about like I, I don't think he cared. Oh. Do you think he would have liked paprika? Uh hard to say. I'm not sure what he I'm not sure what he thought about uh Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue? Perfect Blue is really good. But if he if Ebert's not a weeb, do you think he identified as like a sigma? Hey, I or something? agree. I, I agree with probably. I, I haven't read his review, but Hudsucker Proxy is not great. I've heard that from um, other people, not from you. And I mean, yeah. And again, I'm not uh, I'm not over the moon for raising Arizona, but would I say it's a one and a half star film? No. Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. I can't there we go. There's some fodder for you. Cannon fodder? Um, I don't know. Cannon? What does that? What does cannon fodder mean? Uh, it means people to get shot up by cannon. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, cannonballs to Can, m- like jackass style. They're expendable. Oh, okay. Yeah, cannon fodder is expendable because you put them in front of the cannon blasts. Uh, which part of this show do you think is cannon fodder? All of it. And you're supposed to go, right answer. Terrific. 
We want to hear from Justin Peterson. Um, yes. With an email entitled, RJ, Getting Jiggy With It, Oscars edition. Oh, okay. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Well, the Oscars was kind of a shit show the other night with the smack heard around the world taking up the majority of the coverage. Uh, what's smack? <laughs> the smack, RJ. Actually, I should ask, what is the Oscars? What was the Oscars about? Uh, yeah. It's an award show. Oh, okay. And, is it good? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't watch it. Oh. I was watching Harlan County, USA. Oh. I, I haven't been I, I haven't been online for four days. Neither have I. Andrew and I were watching the new Wonder Years, the one uh, that Don Cheadle narrates, and uh, okay. we were watching that on Sunday night. So I just I thought that's hmm. that was it. That's all I saw. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Um. Go movie question of the week. Oh. Yeah. So that all being said, what are your favorite big Willie Smith and Chris Rock movies? That's a weird thing to ask. I don't know why he's asking. I suppose Adam Seller might veto Smith being invited to be in the next Grown Ups flick. Also, remember when Will Smith was box office gold until that Wild Wild West movie came around? Wild Wild West is a good show. I'm not really sure why we're talking about this, but Wild Wild West is a good show. I enjoyed it. Like, as a person. I, I know we've talked about Will Smith before. We have. Like, pretty recently. I thought this got brought up, like, uh, I thought it was brought up by him, like, uh, a week or two ago. <laughs> Longer ago than that, but. Probably the Max Landis hit Bright, that, as Max Landis would say, has the potential to be the next Star Wars In fact, saga. it was December 15th, 2021. That we Justin talked about Peterson Will Smith. asked about Will Smith. So, uh, RJ... Chris Rock. Okay. Um, AI. You uh, not AI. Uh, he's pretty good in Dogma. Like he's not bad in that one. Um, Spiral. Most... Oh, it's Spiral. <laughs> I haven't seen, but I know uh, Sugarhead gave it a very, very low rating. Um, but he he doesn't. Never, well, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, Osmosis Jones. I think uh, every every high school biology class on earth shows that movie every day. When I was in high school, I think I saw that movie like four times in the span of high school. So that's a pretty good Chris Rock movie. How about New, uh, New Jack City? Have not seen it, but it looks good. Actually, you know what's a good Chris Rock movie? Is Beverly Hills Ninja, where he plays. Uh, I think he plays the. Um, He's like a, a valet who picks up Chris Farley and then tries to help him out. That's a good one. Have you ever seen Head of State, Jarrett? I have not. That have you, was a that was seen, a hitch pick. Have you seen Pootie Tang? I have seen Pootie Tang. You know who wrote Pootie Tang? Did you know who directed Pootie Tang? Uh, I yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's the writer and one director of, of one, one Louis C.K. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, Head of State's good. That's where uh, Chris Rock becomes uh, president. That's a good movie, Hitch Pick. And then another Hitch Pick, which could have also worked, is Down to Earth, where Chris Rock's uh, spirit gets put into the body of an old white man. You ever seen that one? I have not. It's pretty good. What's your Chris Rock movie count? 14. I got 20. <laughs> one of those is Bigger and Blacker and uh, Good Hair. Good hair. Yeah. Which ones? I think I've seen Bigger and Blacker. 
I don't have it logged, but I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I could tell you what what that one consists of. Since I would have watched it last in probably 2001. Mm. Well, what it was? So wait, what's your pick? <laughs> I'm gonna say Osmosis Jones. Okay. Yeah. How about Nurse Betty? The isn't that a TV show? No, that's a. I mean, it's Ugly. definitely a movie. Ugly Betty, is that what I'm thinking about? That might be what you're thinking of. You know, I feel like that show's kind of mean because I've seen I've seen the pictures of that lady, and she doesn't look like she's she's a normal lady. I think it's kind of rude to call her ugly. Are, are you saying there is times where it's uh, appropriate, RJ? I'm just saying, like, I, I, I thought that was a regular-looking lady. I thought it was just kind of mean that they called her ugly. No yeah. one's really ugly unless on the outside. People can be ugly on the inside, <laughs> In though. On the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, Chris Rock. Woo! Best Picture nominee update, West Side Story. This is, in fact, a remake of the 1962 Best Picture winning musical, but with Spielberg flexing his movie director chaps on it. Mm. It was good, but completely unnecessary, in my opinion. I guess next week I will make time to see the winner, Coda. When are you going to be watching it, JD? We all know you're obligated. This is true, Justin. Um, However. However, uh, the... the, uh, these fucks, these Oscar fucks, they decided, hey, let's uh, pick movies that are only viewable on streaming platforms. Single uh, streaming well, platforms. One, and probably not going to be budging from it, since this is a Apple... Is this an Apple original? Yeah, it is. Wow, double fuck. It's like, uh, do am I going to spend the money to to watch this on Apple Plus? I don't know. I'm, no rush. No ru- Eventually I will, I guess, but uh, they're not making it easy. I mean, if I already had it, whatever, I don't give a shit. I mean, but yeah. uh yeah, if it's like on something I don't have, I'm like, mm, not a fan. I'm not a fan you, of this. You've already you've also mentioned your disdain for Apple TV many times cuz all those shows you would watch that are just on Apple TV and you're like, "Oh, fuck it." You're like, "I'm not going to watch it now." What's on Apple TV? I think the um or Apple Plus or whatever Apple Plus? It, I don't know. There was a show we brought up once that <sighs> you were gonna watch i know um well i know that's like yeah. it seems like disney plus is accumulating oh sorry it's apple tv plus oh because of course of course we're both right and wrong and wrong yeah yeah disney's good well it's because they're actually bringing in all the fox stuff finally uh, so i guess the production designer for the new west side story also worked on the french dispatch the new west anderson movie on disney plus um but that movie got completely ignored. I uh, I saw a lot of people were talking about that. They're like, this didn't get production or a nomination for production, huh? And designs and all sorts of stuff. But hey, Dune. <laughs> Dune. Don't forget about Dune. Oh, how, how could I forget about Dune, RJ? <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, uh, all, I, all I can say is I was really mad when Coda won solely because I have to watch another movie. I was really rooting for Power of the Dog to be like, oh, thank, I know. thank goodness I don't have to watch another movie. You weren't rooting for Dune because you had just watched that like the night of I watched or the after, night before? After. Oh, after. After. Damn. Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to win, but yeah, I, I was also obligated to watch it. So. Yeah, I know. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I read the description of Coda and I went, sounds decent, I suppose, yeah. but I'm not going to watch it anytime soon either because I don't have Apple TV and I'm not, I don't plan to get it. Oh, well. Foodie question of the week. Huh? Have you guys ever consumed something that tasted awful because it, it was said to be good for you? Recently, I've been drinking diluted raw apple cider vinegar twice a day to help with my diet. And wow, does that stuff taste like death? Well, uh-huh. you know, you know what? I my, my advice is don't drink it anymore. Don't. I'm drinking this stuff. It is absolutely rank. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, stop. Just stop it. I I don't know. Something that's tasted awful. No, if it tastes awful, you just don't eat it. Don't. I mean, when I was growing up, I had to eat stuff I didn't want to eat all the time, but it was because I wasn't giving, you know, kids weren't really given a choice back in the old danger. Well, eat, what did you, your... okay, what were you forced to eat as a child that tasted like death? Um, I don't know. I just had, I, I was really sensitive to certain things. Like onions were really powerful to me. They still are. Like, I don't mind onions now, but like raw onions, especially like, it was just like, so like, it would make me like sick. I'd be like, I don't want to eat that, you know? So anything that would have those things in that that was kind of bad mushrooms specifically also i think mushrooms are gross so i just wouldn't eat things with onions and mushrooms and then that's insane people, those people always like the, yelled those, at me those that were, it was picky those, those were like those were so good Both i like mushrooms i like mushrooms and onions. onions are so good i like cooked onions now but it's because like they just need to be cooked right what, and what, what about sauteed it, mushrooms i'll eat mushrooms on a pizza my problem with mushrooms isn't the taste. My problem with mushrooms is I think mushrooms as an organism are disgusting. I think they're gross. You're, you're ideologically opposed. I'm but... I, morally ambiguous <laughs> to mushrooms. <laughs> That's my problem with mushrooms. It's not the taste. It's just I just think mushrooms are gross, and they gross me out when I look at them. Mm. That's all. Because they're gills and growing out of fucking bodies and stuff. Like Yum. <laughs> What will you, you'll be you know? you'll eat flesh. Oh yeah. <laughs> no problem. Right off, right off the boat. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Just slap that shit on. Easy, easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm morally ambiguous, Jared. Yeah, you're complex. I I I uh I am complex. And I am complex. Compelling? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. I contain uh I a old uh, professor of mine used to say, uh, if anyone ever asked you about stuff like that, you just say that you contain multitudes. So I contain multitudes. Mm-hmm. I, I have an update for you, too. Uh, the oh. Facebook Wednesday My Dudes picture just got a comment from Keegan Day. Goddamn. I'm not going to read what it is, but uh, it looks like the, the, the picture I picked is a hit. Oh, damn. You see? I see it. Yeah, now I ha- now I can see his Facebook page. Oh shit. He's in a uh yellow car which looks to be something like Lederhosen he's wearing. Uh potentially. That's like a that's a that's a thing now. Lederhosen? Uh, uh Double A. There's a picture of him floating around with some Lederhosen too. Double A Lang is wearing Lederhosen? Mhm. Shit. Double A Lang was doing something really interesting the other day. That uh, me and the Gobbagools were talking about. He was eating that uh, those Cheetos mac and cheese. Have you ever uh, have you ever done such a thing? I have not. Have you seen them though? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was I was going to say I actually brought up the Gobbagools to a coworker today. Ah, and uh, 
Just the the name or something? Oh, I was uh, no, I was actually we were, we were talking about Sopranos and ah. uh, how much of a landmark of television it is, and it's been so long since I've seen it. But then I mentioned that I knew some some young young bucks that uh, yeah. had taken the dive uh, not that long ago, and that, that they mm-hmm. have a, a a group, uh, a chat group that's called the uh-huh. Gabba Ghouls. The Gabba Ghouls was that person uh, for it, or was he like, eh? Uh, wow, he reminds me of Hard you a little say. bit. So, ah, problematic. Uh, no, I, I think it's uh, selfish in the when it ah. comes to humor. Interesting. Yeah. Morally ambig- ambiguous. Yeah, but, but multitudes. With mu- yeah, he contains multitudes. Did you see the link I sent you? Cheetos mac and cheese bold and zesty. There's also flaming hot and cheesy jalapeno. So uh. I. I the proper saw, the proper pronunciation. Yes, Chesy Jalapena. No. Uh, I saw Double A Lang was uh, tearing into some of these. So uh, I, uh, if you're listening, Double A Lang, I'd like to know what you think. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to know if you tried that cotton, those flavor boosters. Remember when they were doing that, and it was like the cotton candy. I know Sugarhead tried it, and uh, he said it wasn't bad. It was kind of like ketchup, but he is fifty oh. percent sugar. That guy. So yeah, amongst other things. So it's uh that could be a biasing his opinion. What were we talking about? Well, that's all for now. <laughs> Thanks for the time. Uh, oh, okay. Our, our, our advice was stop, stop eating or drinking death. <laughs> yes. Pro tip. Yours in creeping. Yes. Big J Money Peterson. Ah, I'm glad that he's moved away from the uh, the yeah, uh, I, I, problematic. I, I, I would also go with big sanctioned Peterson. Big sh- sanctioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine too. Or Big Sexy. Big Who's sexy. Big Sexy? Was that Kevin Nash? That was big. That was Kevin Nash. Hey, did you know it's WrestleMania on the weekend? I've heard. And, I, and, uh, you know, I wonder, because we have an email from Sam Sanchez. Will, 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 I know he's a big wrestling boy. Will he evoke it? Will he ask? Maybe. No. No, he doesn't. It's like, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and there's not even a peep about it. Damn. I had a, a guy, a co-worker at work, was trying to get a gang together. He wants to roll his TV out on his deck and uh, watch WrestleMania because Stone Cold Steve Austin's coming back. On Saturday night, apparently. Is WrestleMania on Saturday? Two nights. Two nights? Yeah. So is it three hours one night, three hours another oh, night? Oh, it's probably like four hours each night. Each night? Oh, okay. Yeah, because that guy was like, we can watch it. What's a couple hours? I was like, dude, that thing's like six hours long, mm-hmm. like that's, easily. Well, that's why they split it into two, because also yeah. um, it was actually one of those things. After Because of COVID, they wanted to do the show with people, but they didn't want it all in one go, so they split it up so they could have mm. a smaller venue. But now they've just decided, hey, this show is getting so long anyway, and we can sell twice as many tickets twice to the same tickets. thing. Might as well just yeah. do it. And, I mean, I've, I have no idea. It seems like... Um, in general, the buzz around it is lesser, but yeah. a lot of people are still not traveling like they were. It's a good point, I guess. There is people who will, and they are oh, yeah. obviously like you know you watch these arena shows and like nobody's wearing masks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure like how many UK fans, which used to come in droves and stuff like that, if they're flying over yet or whatever people's comfort level is. No, no, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I mean. Some people would do it if, like, if flights are still cheap, they'd be like, hey, now's the time to do it because we could save money well, on flights and hotels. Well, not, well, if they bought a few months ago, but... Oh, did everything go back up now? I think it started Probably. to because they've char- they started changing the rules. 
to whatever the rules are, no, because nobody actually knows. And so you, you decide to look it up right before you go because they could they could change in between. You know, any time you decide to go and two months later, it's like completely a whole new ball game, RJ. You know about <laughs> ball new? games? I know that I uh, don't want to be a part of one. You well, know I, I know mean? Sam Sanchez knows about ball games. What's he? Oh, do you, do you think? Do you think? Do you, do you think he's going to mention baseball? No, he doesn't. Is he talking about Oreos again? Because if so, no. he can get the fuck I, out of here. I mean, I don't even—I don't even know why he bothered writing. Frankly, oh. <laughs> well, he is Sam number two. No subject. One stuff. So mm-hmm. the Oscars just happened, and I'm sure everyone is talking about the craziness that happened. So I guess I'll get into it too. You see, in this Army of the Dead winning the fan favorite <laughs> award, and Flash entering the Speed Force, this cheer moment of all time. Looks like RJ and all his buddies came out in full force <laughs> to support his hero Zack Snyder in both these bowls and finally gave him the recognition he deserves. Earned. Well earned, Jarrett. Well earned. No, that was uh that was the one thing I saw tweeted the most. I think that's that, the only thing you sent me. That I I thought that was the funniest other than some Matthew Broderick stuff that came later, but the, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, I, I still don't understand that one. I don't get no, it. No, me neither. I just saw Matthew Broderick and I laughed because I, I, I always will. But, um, what was it that so many things about flash entering the speed force? I was just like, <laughs> it, it, it makes me laugh, Jared. It makes, it makes me laugh. That army of dead thing seems like it's totally out of nowhere though. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know Snyder guys have a lot of influence, but I didn't think they had that much influence. <laughs> so, okay. See, I didn't understand, because, like, with the Justice League thing, the Snyder cut, like, when did that actually come out? Was that 2000? Last year. Was it 2021 or was it 2020? 2021, I believe. Okay, because I'm really curious, because if it was for all time, then it could have been any scene in any movie. Oh, it's at... that was all time? I... <laughs> don't know like i'm not sure how this no i think it was just uh, like the most crowd pleasing moment of the year i think but okay zach justice league came out last or zach snyder's came out last year yeah so it, it qualifies yeah no um a moment from the film was voted the most cheerworthy moment of all time during all Oscar. time all time There's... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that changes things completely. Uh, I mean, it's, I still it, it, I still think it's funny. Well, it's it's, it's so it is so funny. Like what a what a well organized campaign. <laughs> it's just it makes me laugh because because this, this, the... this was this was about the inauguration of Marvel movies, but those uh-huh. people but they're unorganized. They don't they don't have yep. a they don't have an ideology, RJ. I know, but they are the multitudes, and they've come together, converging on a, a single idea. unity. In fact, solidarity and a single belief to achieve they can achieve anything against mm-hmm. big corporate Disney and making sure that people realize, yeah, that's right. Ezra Miller, he he might be going through some tough times in Hawaii. I saw um, that, but uh, hey, you know what? Remember that time he entered the Speed Force? <laughs> to which everyone in the world goes, "What? <laughs> no." No, no, one, no one even knows what you're talking about. Fuck, it's it, to me the reason it's so funny, which I know everyone knows. It's not even the Zack Snyder stuff, but it's just like it, I think that encapsulates everything about the Oscars that's been happening with it over the last like even when they try, they fail. Even when they try, they're like, we're gonna get more viewers, and that's what a lot of people were begging on them this year. Whereas they didn't air like five of the awards, but 
to save time, but this one was longer than last year's and they aired all the awards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the fact they were like, we're going to get more people with this fan vote, fo- uh, fan voted thing because people want blockbusters in uh i saw a big editorial from like new york times or something it's like the oscars needs to uh nominate more blockbusters it's what people want and it was just like oh yeah look what happens look what happens when you give them what they want zach the flash entering the speed force <laughs> terrific and army of the dead fan and- favorite see like that one is <laughs> like, yeah. i think that's the one that makes people go that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> well, like... I haven't heard anyone talk about that movie af- since the weekend it came out. Like, mm-hmm. terrific. I love it. It's funny. <sighs> Nothing really else from for me this week. We'll listen as you guys discuss some other stuff that might have happened at the Oscars. And I'm sure Dune and Danny Villeneuve will be shat upon. Bye, well. boys. Woo. See, I still don't know what he, he was talking to about all the... Is that all it was? Was the uh, the Speed Force? That must be what people are talking about with the yeah, Oscars, hey? Eh? Made people pretty mad, I guess. Ah, well, I mean, it's the Flash, Jarrett, and he entered the Speed Force for the first time. It's pretty pretty exciting <laughs> it's, stuff. It's pretty big deal. Well, it's yeah. like I don't even know what one like best documentary. Do you... Something best documentary? That's usually my favorite uh, my favorite um, award. Can't believe I missed it this year. Was it about the speed making of the Speed Force? No, nope. could have been. Yeah, well, for all I know. For all well, I mean, I didn't watch. I was watching the Wonder Years, as I've said previously. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Best documentary. Oscars. Make sure to put 2022 to and seems, see what the first few results are. It seems relevant. Oh, is it Summer of Soul? I think that's what it might have been because I remember people were, maybe were talking about Quest Love or something. Oh, I heard I heard Quest Love won something. I didn't I didn't realize it was for documentary though. I didn't know what it was. I think I could be wrong because I don't know anything. I don't. I, I didn't. Even Nobody know what does. Nope. Apparently not. Uh, could win. I don't know. Quest Love wants something for something, but I don't know what it that's is. That's cool. No, it is. I was right for documentary. Aha! Yeah. As a director and or producer of it, of that Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. Um, that's cool. That's what it that's was. Cool. I like Questlove. He's cool. What is this variety site? It is variety. So... Variety.com. Oh, terrible. Uh. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Some say it's like uh, the podcast of websites. Mm hmm. Yeah, the movie podcast, the websites, the Criterion movie podcast, the websites. Yeah, you saw you saw where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, larger. That's it for emails. That's it. No. Okay. I thought there was going to be more, but okay. Mm-hmm. 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 So when, when are you when are you going to watch Coda? Probably if it stays on Apple TV, probably never, because yeah. I don't. I already have all of my subscriptions. I don't. I don't need any more. I don't want any more. I'm happy with the ones I have. That's right. I like Crave. I share it with friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, and then he has Disney Plus. He shares that with me. I'm quite happy. I, I like that your your admission here to stealing. No, there's no problem with stealing or oh, not there. stealing. There's no problem with sharing accounts yet. No, Although they're... I did hear Netflix is uh, yeah put a stop to that. Yeah, they're going to start charging for. Uh... 
additional logins or some shit. Yeah. But see, I don't. Well, because they're, they're desperate. Because yeah. it turned, it, they're, they're, it's like, well, we're not going to make things better, but we will yeah. charge you more money for it. I mean, that kind of sucks because I share my Netflix with my mom, and she doesn't use it very often. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't have a problem doing that. It's like, yeah, you can log on my Netflix if you want, whatever. But it's like paying extra for that. Like I'll still do it because I don't want to take the TV away from her. But it's like that's that's a bad thing you're doing, John Netflix. <laughs> Buster Alex, Brown, Alex, Alex Netflix, Alex Netflix, yeah. and uh, what would it be? Quincy Crave, Quincy, Quincy, <laughs> or you know something like that. Bill Disney, Bill Disney, Bill Disney is pretty good. I also really like um, uh, Mackenzie Amazon Prime. That's pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it rolls right off the tongue. Mac, they prefer Mac. Or map for Mackenzie Amazon Prime map mm-hmm. map. It's yeah. con- that's confusing though. Yeah, or Pamela Amazon Prime for Pap. There you go. Smear. RJ. Yeah. Uh, what you been creeping on this week? Been watching the Wonder Years, Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Um. I, I did some heavy-duty work on Enterprise. Aww, I'm on season four now. That's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. How, how did that episode perform? Uh, One less than Millennium. Oh, man. Millennium was already pretty low. Well, no, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a smash hit. Mm. I, I do think... I do believe that uh, Enterprise will overtake Millennium, though. Okay. Well, maybe one one of those times, maybe we'll give people a taste. No. Okay. Maybe none of those times. This we'll is give people this a taste. this is the taste. This, this is, a, is the taste. This is okay. a big mouthful, RJ, of death. Okay. Well, I'll I'll tell you right here. Here's a taste. By the time we hit Enterprise season three, I think I'll be able to convert some people into Enterprise, being one of the better Star Trek shows. Okay. Uh, I watched Nightmare Alley, Jared. You know about that? <sighs> Uh, with Tyrone Power, I love that uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, him and Booker T. He's in there too. <laughs> wow, he went back in time. Yeah, like what hasn't been Booker T been doing? You know, um, you know about you know about Tyrone Power. You know that guy? No, he's an actor. Tyrone Power. Yeah, you know from 1947, directed the by Edmund Golding. You know, you know that Tyrone Power. Oh, he was in a movie called Nightmare Alley. Oh, is this a remake? Yeah, RJ. Oh, really? well, they're, they're, I they're, ba- they're, they're based on the same book. Oh, I didn't look into it. I wonder if this book ends in the same way that the Guillermo film does. <sighs> hmm. hmm. What do you know about Nightmare Alley? Uh, the one with Tyrone Power or the one with uh, Tom Waits? Both. Okay. Because it seems like the, the 1947 one uh, is the same sta- same beats as the Guillermo one. Yeah, I think that's intentional. Lambert Alley is a pretty popular, well-known film noir, mm-hmm. uh, all things considered, despite your not yeah. knowing it existed till mere minutes ago. In my mind, I was like, yeah, this is some real Guillermo shit right here. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought he just came up with yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, besides uh, GDT... Yeah. Uh, it, this is his follow-up to Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot other than it came, It had the un- 
yeah, it was unfortunate that it came out the exact opening weekend as Spider-Man No Way Home and just died a death um, in theater. No one went to it. I mean, it got nominated for Best Picture, I guess. It did. So that's that's good that it didn't I... just go away entirely. It got a second wind, um, mm-hmm. despite the biggest movie in the last, I guess, you know, two years on a technicality of a of a global pandemic but um that movie came out at the same time and uh turns out people care more about th- three spider-mens than they do um carnival garamo stuff yeah with, I mean, with willem dafoe people claim they cared about speed three spider-mens but uh did that win uh best moment of all time it wasn't even close wasn't even close yeah. not even close um yeah, I mean, I bet this movie will have like a good uh, streaming, like um, on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. I bet, I bet it's got legs on there. Son of a bitch. I mean, decently. You know why? Because it's a three-hour fucking movie. But if you watch it at home, you can pause it, and that's and then better. What, and then what do you do? Go to the bathroom. And then what happens? Make a snack. In the bathroom. Yeah, wherever you, wherever you do those things. Okay. Go to the bathroom, make a snack, maybe take a break for half an hour and come back. Because uh, um, I'll say, I think Nightmare Alley is good, but it is definitely a it's a long movie for sure. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Um, so we watched this, uh, Andy and I. I actually went to uh, the movie mill and picked up one of their pre-prepared, pre-packaged uh, party-sized popcorns for the event, Jared. It's pretty nice. You get a bag of popcorn like this fucking big for like ten dollars. Yeah, I mean it's just literally a bag of popped corn. Yeah, I mean I know we can make popcorn at home, but you know movie theory or popcorn's got that butter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, okay, so you know about Nightmare Alley a little bit, so I won't get into the story too much. But uh, Carnival, rung by uh, Willem Dafoe, and uh, you got Bruno, Ron Perlman, who's the strong man. You got uh, Rooney Mara. She's the electric girl. Uh, you have the snake man. He's a guy who's a contortionist. You have... Um, what's his name? That old dude. You know that old dude. He's a magician. Uh, you have Tony Collette. She is a uh, tarot card uh, reader. Fortune teller. Fortune teller. Yeah. Um, you got a geek. Dude who bites the heads off of chickens. Man, um, you really have to fall in life to wind up like that. Am I right, RJ? Man, can you can you believe? Uh, and then you have Bradley Cooper, a man who's a, a drifter, shown setting a house ablaze, and then he arrives at the carnival. And, for work. and and is not one Kate Blanchett in this film as well. She, Kate, Kate Blanchett, my girl, she's in this, but not until the one hour mark. She doesn't come up until very later in the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, about an hour in, they leave the carnival, and I said, hey, I thought this movie was about a fucking carnival. <laughs> and then they leave, and they, and they don't go back for another hour and a half. And I went, the fuck kind of movie is this? This isn't a carnival film. Um, so I don't want to be that I don't want to be that asshole, but about half an hour into this movie, I went, I bet this is how this movie ends. And then Andrea's like, no, nah, it's not going to end like that. And then once we got, like, within 40 minutes of the ending, she's like, uh... Maybe you're right. And then every like five, ten minutes, something else would happen. And she's like, oh, God. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah. And then something else happened. She'd be like, oh, yeah. She's like, is that really how they're going to end this movie? I was like, I think so. 
I was like, I think so. Well, RJ, the tagline for this film. Uh huh. Man or beast? What are you? Man. <laughs> Man or geek? What? Huh? What? Um, geek. I said. Oh, I uh, anyways, yeah. So like. Like I said, not to be that guy, but I was like, I think this is how this movie's gonna end. Like pretty pretty quick into the movie. And then it happens and then you go, Oh yes. Guillermo. <laughs> See, I, I didn't even I I saw that it was based on a book, but I was like I was like, This is some Guillermo stuff. Um the movie's long, but uh here's here's some good stuff I'll say about it. It looks it looks real nice. Mm-hmm. It's a very pretty movie. Um and Guillermo's movies always are. GDT. Uh, it's got cool production and sets and stuff. Like uh, it's got the feel of things. Nice. Um, Bradley Cooper's okay, but I think he wears a fake mustache at different times in this because his mustache is changing a lot, scene to scene. And it's like I feel like they didn't have the same fake mustache. So at some points it's like kind of big, and at some points it's like kind of small in like the same scene. I'm like, what's going on with this mustache? It's really distracting. Kate uh, Blanchett is a, th- a psychologist. Um, and she works with Bradley Cooper, who eventually becomes a mentalist. Uh, that's his thing. And then uh, Richard Jenkins shows up for a while, mm. and that's always fun. No, I'm I'm, I'm looking over the, these some good character actors. We've got Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, he he's in the movie for three minutes total. Uh, and Jim Beaver. Who's Jim Beaver? Uh, he's Does it Dead- say what he is? He's from Deadwood. He plays the sheriff. Oh, I yeah, that dude again, only for like I'm Jedediah Judd, Jedediah Judd, and David Strathern. My God, as as who? Pete. 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 He plays Pete. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything to me. And you watched the goddamn movie. Uh, well, yeah, I maybe I forgot. Willem Dafoe is the the carnival like leader. He's the guy in charge of everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looks cool. It, it's a movie that flows pretty well. Like you're watching it and you're like, yeah, this is good. The only thing you notice is, hey, this movie's really long. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's decent enough. You know, I'm sure you would maybe watch it one day just out of interest. And no. when you get to the ending, you'd go, oh, of course, mm-hmm. of course, because I think, I mean, you probably already know it, but if you didn't, I, I think you'd see it coming pretty, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You go, I know what's happening here. So that's what I watched this week. That's it. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's like I said, I watched uh, like an entire season of Star Trek. And I watched Harlan County War, which I suppose (laughs) we can talk about later. We'll talk about that later. Uh Uh-huh. What about you, Jared? You you know about Jackass 4 ever? I've heard. I've heard about it. Yeah. Lots of movie that's uh, in theater for like a whole (gasps) three, two more days. Did you go to the theater, Jared? I did. And did you get any snacks? I, I went by myself because yeah. I realized that time was running out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, no one would want to go was to this available? movie. Well, people that would go wouldn't want to watch this. And people who would uh, weren't available. And yeah. that, that person being you. Well, you messaged me what, like an hour before the Pretty movie much. started. When, when like, I jackass in an hour, and I was like, when I no. real when I when I realized, oh shit, this movie is going to be gone forever. Uh-huh. 
So yeah, I, I just was I like, know. and I wasn't sure if I was going to go until about 15 minutes before it started. And I went, ah, fuck it. Yeah. And I did it. I, and, I would, and I, I would have loved to and then, on, but... so, I, so I get to the parking lot, RJ. Yeah. And, uh, there's some weird old guy. So like out of a Del Toro movie or something like that. And he said, I, hey. and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I went, hi. Hey, come on over here. <laughs> and he was like over by a, a van. Mm-hmm. And, and I just kind of kept walking. Uh, yeah, man, like, fuck you, then. <laughs> you you didn't help him out? I, I don't know. I think he was like maybe offering me uh, a drink. But uh, I, I had one minute to get into the theater and get my ticket. You're like, buddy, listen, you said I'd love to. If my friend was here, he probably would. When, but uh, when I when I got back out, uh, there was like broken glass uh, in front of my vehicle. Nice. So nice. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe this guy... Uh, didn't take kindly to, people, to, my, to my snubbing. People do stuff like that, hey? Yeah. It's unfortunate. I think they do. But anyway, so that was that kicked things off great. Uh, yeah. I got to into the theater, and there was uh, no one there. You Were you the only person in the theater? <laughs> I was the only person. Are you kidding? No. Has that ever happened before? Never. I've had empty theaters, but I've never been the only person. So there I was. What was that like? Like what? Chuckling at like testicle Godzillas and <laughs> uh, p- pigs and uh, <clears throat> all uh, all kinds of sights and smells and sounds and smells, and vomits and bodies on display. That's that was me. Me. What do you mean by smells? Does it, does it, does this have smell vision? No. But, uh, I mean, that would but, be cool. but, but you can definitely like imagine what you're looking at, yeah. what that would smell like. So yeah, uh, there I was, alone mm. with Jackass, and I gotta say, it's like it really um, makes me happy that Steve-O's doing well. Is um, he? He's he's doing better, right? Yeah, he's good. He seems good. Okay. Um, he looks good. Looks great. Seems happy. Talks nice. about it. Talks about like. It's like what a different place I am. Not wanting to kill. We're doing the Steve-O voice. I just, I just, I'm not wanting to kill myself. <laughs> You're just like, oh, really? You really wanted to kill yourself during those movies, huh? There was definitely moments of like where he seemed a little sadder than others, yeah. but uh, it's like, oh dear. Um, I mean, I think the whippets had uh, something to do with that as well. Uh, I mean, whatever he did when he was at the Roadhouse many years ago. Yes. Roadhouse in Creepsville, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I think he, uh, I think he's, no, he's been pretty open about the Whippets thing, right? Like, there's, wasn't there even, like, a little do- short doc on that of him on Whippets and him being like, this has ruined my life. And you're just like, ooh, Steve-O. You're like, oh, I feel for you, buddy. But he found a dog in, like, Argentina or something, and he, he brought the dog home, and I think he said the dog changed his life. There you go. It's pretty nice. Yeah, there's a mention about yoga as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to look through here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there you can definitely. Hmm, how would you say this? So there's like the the old guard, the 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 originals um, mm-hmm. that were present and alive because Ryan Dunn died in a horrific car accident ten years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. Bam, uh, unfortunately, has had some tough times uh, involving, I guess, death threats to the. Tremaine family, the director, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, can resulted in 
him not uh, meeting the contract, which Paramount was like, you gotta, you gotta stay sober, buddy. You gotta be, you gotta do this, do these things if you want to be uh, involved. So, mm-hmm. and he which, said no. Well, it didn't work out. Uh, he's in, he yeah. is in it for like maybe three seconds, four Bam's seconds. Bam's actually in it, barely. Like you, you it's a, uh, uh, he's not. There's like one bit they do. It's called the marching band. He's there, and I didn't notice it at first because I was like curious because I remember reading like that. Johnny Knoxville said, "Yeah, you know, Bam's in it for like one bit, for one, bit, and that's it." And I totally was like, "Where the fuck was he?" And then I saw the clip on YouTube and went, "Oh, that's him. I guess so." It's like because he's not like emphasized in any way. Uh, yeah, it's a bit where where they're involved. It involves them uh, be, being in a marching band with uh, you know brass instruments, tootling around in this warehouse, and there's this like you know industrial treadmill. That they just mm-hmm. walk onto, and it just sends them flying across concrete. It is horrible oh. <laughs> into like a garage door. Oh. It, it is oh so painful because you're like the, these are these are not young men anymore. <laughs> like, like Johnny, like they're like, let's see here. Yeah, like Johnny Knoxville is fifty one years old now, taking these bumps, and this is a man who's taken bumps his whole life. And here he is again, yeah. and yeah, he's getting busted open, uh, and uh, yeah, he gets rocked pretty good because he has to he he has to do a bull stunt, so he goes mm. out there, he gets nailed by a bull pretty good, and uh, frack, yeah, breaking a rib and uh, breaking his wrist. So, and then he was and concussed, and it's like yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what happens, I guess, when a fifty-one-year-old man gets. Uh, hit by a giant black bull. Well, I mean, bulls, like, people underestimate, like, cows and bulls. Like, that's a one-ton animal. Mm-hmm. Like, and with force, that's Full force. far greater than any human has. Like, <laughs> if they want to, they'll they'll fucking kill you, like, instantly. Just, so, like, just like in Dune. Just like, well, that's a different kind of power, though. Yeah, sure. that's a different kind of power. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Chris Pontius is back, uh, doing his thing. Yep. He's he's really good. Um, yeah, Dave England and um, what's his name? Uh, Aaron McGee. That sounds like a real name. You know who he is. You yeah, know, I do. Yeah, yeah, you know that guy. And then there's some new some new cast members like Jasper and Zach and Poopies. You know, you know, you know where they where they find these guys? Uh, they're like I don't know. They're the the new generation. Uh, there's there's even uh, Rachel Wolfson, the, the first the first woman, the Whoa. the, the, the woman, uh, lady jackass. Ooh. Uh, I feel like they went a little they went light on her. I see. I don't and I'm not sure if it's because she's not wanting to take it, but I don't know. I I, I fall. Her, her lips get stung by a scorpion tail. A few, a few times. Uh, you know what I thought this oh, movie was, and and, and and yeah. you also get some uh, guest appearances with like Eric Andre. I bit. I saw that in the commercials. A little bit of Machine Gun Kelly. You know about that guy? I don't. I hear his name a lot, and I feel like it's better that I don't look into it. Yeah, probably. Um, you know what I thought this movie was about, like cast wise. I saw something like for the fans. Uh, with the fans for some reason I thought maybe this could be Jackass 5 I thought it was because the guys were like we're too old now but if fans of the show come in to do the stunts and they sign waivers that they won't sue us then they can do the Jackass stunts I thought that that's what this movie was oh no I mean they're probably old fans I mean 
There's kind of a cool little moment where something like, uh, well, I mean, even like Machine Gun Kelly, I think, I think he's got, he's got a jackass tattoo on his wrist. Mm, okay. So, so, I mean, a lot, a lot of people, jackass has a special place in their heart, RJ. I know, I know one for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, uh, PK Subban shows up. Oh, what does he actually do stunts or he's just, uh, he's involved. Uh, because <laughs> I like PK Subban. Yeah. You know that guy. And, yep. uh, as is, uh, MMA fighter, um, oh, what's his damn name? Lyoto Machida? No, uh, Naganu. Uh, oh yeah. He shows up and, uh, cause it's, it's about, uh, testing out cups, RJ. Ah, do they work? Uh, arguable. Yeah. <laughs> There's involving one bit involving no athlete uh, doing things to a, to a man in his cup, but involving mm. uh, a cast fellow cast member and a pogo stick. And I understand. And it's horrific. Oh, one of those, hey? <laughs> hey, I played Fuck. two contact sports, never wore a cup a single game in my life. And you're still here. I'm still here. Damn. Every, in every way. No, no, Phil. Sadly, that's one of the th- one of the downsides, though, of uh, probably a lack of Bam. Because he died, right? No. Oh, he's still alive. Phil's <laughs> Jesus, Art. No. Oh. Do you remember that Hulk Hogan? Uh, um, that yes. Hulk Hogan tweet <laughs> about Bam. I think I think it's been mentioned now three times on the podcast. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm still alive, brother. Uh Okay, so Phil's still alive, hey? As uh, for to the best of my knowledge, and his Damn. mom, and his mom, so they're, they're okay. great. And yeah, little man Preston, they're back. Preston's not doing too too much. Well, I mean, I think I think dwarfism like does have um well, like a well, lot of like well, I'm the about, older I'm, you well, get. I'm, ta- I'm like... talking about I'm talking about Preston here. Oh, I thought you said Wee Man and Preston. Oh, okay. But Preston, Preston's... I said, yeah, Preston's not doing too much. Wee Man, no, P- Wee Man's doing some stuff. Don't you Oh, he worry. does some stuff? Yeah. Preston is Butterbean, right? Or no, wait, Butterbean was that, uh, that boxer, boxer that punches. Who, who yeah, John, okay. Johnny Knoxville, I believe, in the uh, the clothing store. <laughs> I, I just, I saw that on Reddit the other day. Where it was like the, the best comeback to a hit ever. I don't know why people were talking about that recently, but it was like the best, like, oh. comeback was like when he knocks Johnny... Like Butterbean knocks Johnny Knoxville, and he's like, "Is Butterbean okay?" Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. But Preston's doing okay, or yeah. oh, Preston isn't doing much. You said he, he wasn't doing a whole lot, but they have a new, uh, the new fat guy Zach. He's there to <laughs> he's there to do the fat guy stuff. The new fat guy Zach. Oh yeah, Zach, Zach Holmes. He's the new fat guy. Okay, I mean, when did, it's passing yeah. the torch. Yeah, and then there's Jasper, uh, Jasper Dolphin. Is he old? Uh, no, no, he he's mm. like same age as you actually. Uh, Jasper seems like an and old. He's, person. And he's got a dad. He's got a dad that's in this. His dad is named Dark Shark. Dark Shark. Shark? Correct. Is his dad as cool as Phil? Uh, different, 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 mm. different thing going on there. Uh, is Dark Shark like Dog the Bounty Hunter in some ways? No. Mm. No, he's just, he's a he's a dad, a different kind of dad. Okay. He's he's along with his son. So I mean, maybe they're trying to capture that Phil energy of having someone's dad involved with the boys and girl. Mm. And girl? Yep. Like I said, uh, Rachel Wilson. Hmm. But Damn. uh yeah, no, it's uh it's 
not top tier jackass. I don't think there was anything that made me go, oh my god. This what what fresh vision is this that I'm seeing? It's kind of a mm. it felt like kind of a capturing old glories <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> old glories, RJ. Um, you know, hearkening back to the past. Mm. So did it did it bring the nostalgia for you? The old glories? Yeah. Did it make it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's all I you mean. Want, I mean, right? I just I just literally watched all of the movies like yeah. a few weeks ago. So I mean, I already relived it, it's I suppose. And so this was like, well, let's do it again. And uh, so I, there was definitely things that you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that bit. Mm-hmm. Ah, good. I'm so glad that uh, that they're they've decided. You know what? Dave England needs a shit in a toilet again. <laughs> When's the last time you did that? Uh, boy, you mean like one that isn't attached to anything on, ca- on camera? Oh, uh, we don't talk about those things, RJ. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah. so you, uh, I was gonna ask something. Uh, I well, 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 when, when, when do you think it'll come to stream? Well, probably be on Paramount Plus, RJ. <sighs> Fuck. Well, we get some of that stuff on it, uh, Crave, right? No, none of it. Yeah, but the... we we do get like the new Star Trek on Crave, like Picard yeah, and for now. Discovery. For now, uh, I don't I don't want to get Paramount just for fucking Star Trek and Jackass and Jackass. I guess. Well, maybe it'll be worth it then. Mm. But just leave it on Crave. <laughs> <laughs> Although the subtitles never work on Crave for they... Star Trek for Star Trek, like mainly, which is weird. Anyway. Yeah. So it's always like off, but only for Star Trek. For me, for some reason, I don't know. So you like it, huh? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's more jackass. Yeah. What else do you watch? How Jared? can you hit it, RJ? Are, are you familiar with the multiple Oscar-winning film, The Dune? The Dune? I'm not sure. What kind of is there? Like a. Does Dune have like a force of some kind? Well, or? A- it's also, I mean, AKA Desert Power. That's like, oh, that, I think that's the Asylum uh, Walmart uh, day, uh-huh. day of release uh, DVD that came out uh, at the same time called Desert Power. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think about Desert Power, Jarrett? Did you think that. Uh, is that is that in the books at all? As, as I don't a, think so. As, I mean, as an individual who has read the book have the book in my house here somewhere i could fucking find it but i don't remember talk about desert power <laughs> not to the extent not, not once not twice but thrice <laughs> <laughs> the first time it came up i took a picture i was like that's kind of funny and then when they said it again i took another picture i was like come on and then when it came at the the very end of the movie like literally the last line of the movie desert <laughs> well the last line of the movie is this is just the beginning oh well just before that yeah. Desert power. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I went, I went. What's going on in this thing? I had to, I had to spoil that moment for Jarrett because I think I sent him all those pics. I was just like, it's like here's what you can look forward to when you watch Dune. <laughs> desert power. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so tell me, what do you know about Desert Power? I know that it's it's good. Yeah. Oscar, I- Dune boy? Oscar Isaac's is a fan. Well, he is a fan. Yeah, he's a. He's, what about you? Are he's, he's, he's just a fan. Are you a fan? Um, I don't know. This is this might cross over into um, news here in a little bit, but I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw Oscar Isaac had some uh, something to say about Metal Gear Solid the movie. 
Uh, I saw him on the red carpet talk about uh, climbing through vents and searching uh, like Solid searching... Snake. Mm-hmm. We're climbing through air ducts. We're looking for the story. I find that strange that he would say that he's looking for the story because the story has already been done. The story has already been mastered. You don't know what do you, what do you know about Hollywood? You know, uh, I know that when you're running on the track and you got a wet crack. It could be diarrhea. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I know that's something that Hollywood has long held as a, a standard. Yeah. So tell me about Dune, Jarrett. Well, do, what do you want to know about Dune? Do you want to, do you want the tagline of the film? Is it desert power? Beyond fear, <laughs> destiny awaits. Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man, born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential, only those who can conquer their fear. Will survive. Dude. That's just uh, the, the the tagline, right? Yeah. And at the very end, he just goes, do, do, in, in the italics. And then in the background, oh, oh it's not that. It's nothing like that at all. Yeah. There's a few Brohms. No. There's a few Hans Zimmer Brohms. Nah. Just a few. No. Just a few. There's a couple. It's not that. It's nothing. There might be a couple. No. Maybe a couple. So uh, you know about Dune. I know about Dune now because I've I seen it. I saw it. And I know you saw it a week ago. I watched it a week ago. But I'm pretty familiar with Dune. I mean, I read the book. I watched David Lynch's. Shit, we both watched Yodorowsky's Dune. We know about Dune. Everyone knows about Dune. Everyone acts like Dune is this like secret thing. It's like everyone knows what fucking Dune is. Nobody doesn't know. Even Andy knows what Dune is. <laughs> Y'all know about Dune? Well, I was like, you want to watch Dune? She's like, I don't care about worms. And I was like, cool. Yeah, what about Beetlejuice worms? Those worms she's okay about with. She just don't care about the sandworms like the Dune worms. Um, Dune worms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, try it on. Try it on. So, Denny Villeneuve. Yeah, is he ba- still your boy? He's back in Dune form. <laughs> And it seems like he's only going to be in Doom form for a while. Yeah, I mean, well, that's good. I, now, having seen the movie, I could see why people were happy that there was going to be a Dune part two. Because, <laughs> who <whoo> boy. <laughs> well, one thing I'll say is uh, that the movie Dune, Danny Villeneuve is Dune, uh, ends before book Dune ends. Book Dune keeps going for a while. Like, there's an actual resolution to Arrakis with the Harkonnens in book one of Dune and then Dune ends. And then that's when Dune Messiah starts. So this movie actually stops short by like, and I already, I already know it's like, well, this was two and a half hours, but they could have, they could have ended the Dune story in another 30 minutes. Maybe I'd say. Okay. So you think we're going to get Dune Messiah? Well, I think that's what they were saying. is, Is that a spoiler? No, I don't think so. But I think what the the first thirty minutes of Dune, whatever Dune two, if it is Dune Messiah, first thirty minutes has to be the actual fucking ending to Dune one because they they didn't include it. Dune part two. 
Dune Dune Do you think Dune 2 would make a really good logo like this Dune? Because the logo, like the words Dune was... Dunk. Dunk. Dunk 2. It's like my name. And Well, it kind of is. Kind of is. Yeah, you know about, all about Dune. But yeah, this, I don't. Uh, this I, I've, actually... I've, I've never read any Herbert. Uh, I have a copy of the book, but yeah. I think I start, I start. I tried started reading and I went, oh, techno babble science fiction, huh? The language is really, really tough to get through because um, the dude makes up a lot of the language and he just he never like fills you power. in on it. Like desert power. Yeah, that's, that's pretty complex stuff. Well, it's like the Jom Jibbers and the like. Duncan, the Jem Hadar, Duncan Idaho, Duncan Idaho, my boy, my boy. Uh, no, yeah. So, I, like the way this ends, what actually happens in Dune is the uh, the free the Freeman the Fremen Fremen they go and confront the Harkonnens, and that's the actual ending to Dune. And then you uh, you get some resolution on characters that maybe you you're like, is this the last that we see of? Well, I mean, so this character who who wore it better, Jason Momoa or Big Ed? Uh, Big Ed, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, th- I think Big Ed. Okay, so I'm, I think I'm, all I'm, of D- David Lynch's cast wore it better. <laughs> they, I mean, that's the one. The one, one of the one of my criticisms, yeah, of Dune is it's like I want more freaky looking people. I yeah, want, like I want, uh, well, I like want the some. I, I want some eyebrows. Can I get some eyebrows uh. here? Not in Dune, buddy. That's I, a, that I, takes can, away from can, desert can, power. Can I get Harry, uh, Harry Dean, or uh, Dean Stock Stackwell? Dean Stockwell. So, so, Dean Stock Stackwell. Dean Stockwell as Doctor Ewan. He was just in an episode of Star Trek. I bet he was. Yeah, yeah. You, we do need some Dean Stockwell. Mm-hmm. Although as, he stacks well. He does stack well. Although I think that may be appropriation for him to be playing like a, a doctor of Dr. Chinese Dr. descent. Doctor Ewan. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a character point well, that yeah. he is. Well, is it? Well, in the book, it was. Well, in the in the book, it was. I'm sure, but in, in yeah. David Lynch's doing, it's like I don't know. This is just some made up sci fi crap. But with yeah. like David Lynch's blue velvet guys thrown in mm-hmm. for good measure, it's like we got Brad yep. Dourif. Where's Brad Dourif? Yeah, There's no no room for Dourif in Dune. Well, I think Denny. In, I think in Denny's Dune, it's that David Dashmalshin guy. Oh, like yeah, the, he's my favorite. Like do you, <laughs> polka dot man, that guy. I think um, that guy's playing the Brad Dourif character in this movie. Yeah, and we got uh, Big Dave as not Sting, mm. which is too bad. Yeah, it's, that's it's a fine. Beast Ramen. Okay, all all these <laughs> all these being all these things being said, RJ. Yeah, would it shock you to learn that I like Dune? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, you know why? Because. Uh, Hey, you know, you know Glenn Howerton from uh, Always Sunny. Yeah, Dennis. Yes, he he's got that other Den- TV Denny. show. Denny, Dennis, Denny. He's got that other TV show called AP Bio, where he plays a, a failed college or university professor as a high school biology teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a line, there's a joke in that mo- or show that I think is really funny. They're like, "We're gonna make a man trap. It's like we're gonna overflow this garbage. We're gonna put a bra in there. Five bucks. Copy a Dune." And it's like because men can't help themselves; they love Dune. So uh, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that you like Dune because Dune is like Dune is told like dude stuff. <laughs> and that's why, like, when I was watching this, I, I said to Andrew, I was "Like, do you want to watch Dune?" And she's like, "No, that seems like a boy movie." And I was like, "And I, I don't mean to, you know, say that girl Dune isn't for the girls, but Dune's kind of for the boys." 
It's you got, know what I mean, Drew? I mean, it's got Timothy. Yeah, that's my only. You, you, you get those little twink abs, RJ. You like I that? Know. You like you like that? You like, I like. I mean, you like you I like them like... on the red carpet. No, I did not like the red carpet. Okay. Not even at all. But uh, I also like Dune. The only thing I don't like about Dune is, I mean, he's not bad in this, but Timothy Shalamont still annoys me. I think he's a he's a little dink. He's fine in this. He's fine in this. He's not needed that much. So he's there. I not mean, yet. He's yeah. It's just, he's doing what he does. Mm-hmm. He's like a I don't know. It's like yeah, because as I was watching it, I was kind of getting adjusted to like, oh yeah, this this isn't Kyle MacLachlan, <laughs> which I mean, of course it's not. And I don't know. It's been. weird. I don't know why I have these like weird connections and fondnesses for David Lynch's Dune because it's like it's like a three star David Lynch movie. Yeah, I mean David Lynch's Dune is. It's fun in its own right, you yeah, know? It, but it's like, yeah, it's overstuffed. Yeah, yeah. It is, but uh, I don't know. Like, I, I I, still like David Lynch's Dune. I got it on Blu-ray somewhere. Yeah, my house. damn right you do. I'm not going to get rid of that thing. I like David Lynch's Dune. But yeah, no, but it's, I, and, and, yeah. and it fits actually in the kind of uh, David Lynch cosmology, like his uh, space fields and people mm-hmm. voiceover. Yeah, it, to- it totally fits. It fits. It makes sense. Like, people are always like, Dune doesn't, Dune's not a David Lynch movie. It's like, yeah, it totally is. It absolutely is. Totally is. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, no, I'm not actually surprised. I, I like the Denny Villeneuve, like, touch. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't I, sure about you, but well, I, I thought I thought you would like to. Yeah, no, I, I liked it better than Blade Runner 2049. Nice. <laughs> this movie's too long. I will say that uh, there came a point where I checked the time, and when it was, mm-hmm. like, an hour and a half, I went, what the fuck? Like, how is there more of this movie to go? <laughs> like, I, I didn't mm-hmm. understand. Because I also am also remembering David Lynch, Dune, and I'm like, because yes. when... Um, Harkonnen show up. Uh, I, I was like, oh, it's like the big battle in the desert scene that I remember mm-hmm. from Dune, but it's like at the end of the movie. So I'm like, oh, it's it's wrapping things up, but that doesn't make any sense. And what? Why is Big Ed he, here? What, what's mm-hmm. going to happen to not Big Ed? Yeah, I so, mean, big, so I was big so I, again, I was like navigating uh, the story, probably told more accurately to the novel rather than my uh, mishmash version of it that I've always known. Mm-hmm. But and I mean, maybe your mishmash is better. Maybe, but now I'm watching it. Now I'm watching a full reel. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the movie looks really good, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I, I remember people watching this in theater and talking about it, mm-hmm. and I mean. I was kind of afraid, uh, just watching this at home, that the grandeur and the, like being swept up with the, like you know top of the line audio and kind of like being trapped in a movie for two mm-hmm. and a half hours, my attention would wander and I'd be like not focused. And because I've had this experience before, and actually with mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro movies, because I remember mm-hmm. I thought Pacific Rim was so cool in theater. I tried watching that at home. And I thought it was un- like I thought it was just shit. Like I thought it super sucked, and uh, I was like, "Oh, oh, Dune's gonna be in for a hard, hard time here." Because also, I was also defying Mister Villeneuve because he was like, "People have to watch it in theater," and I went, "Nah, that's not the way I, I'm gonna do it, my friend." <laughs> so, so I watched I, it. I, I do know what you mean. And so, yeah. despite that, so despite uh, Denny's uh, fears, I, I watched it at home, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, still good." Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. It, like, I do think being trapped in the theater does work. Like, for the Batman, I liked it because it did trap me. Because there would have been parts in the Batman where I would have been like, Ooh. scrolling, <laughs> looking away for a bit. And then Dune, I think there was a couple times I did. But for the most part, 
when I was watching Dune, I was pretty dialed in. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention. Uh, I'm listening to the Brahms and the sounds mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, I agree with you. Yep. There was just a couple times I think I looked away. Not very uh, often. That best performance. And Dune. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people it isn't. Um, not, not, not Josh Brolin? <laughs> well. Gurney. G- Gurney ha- uh, Hannock or Haddock or? Ha- Halleck. Halleck, Halleck, yeah. Um, I mean, Josh Brolin is fine. I There's so many of the characters that have, like, just no, like, time on screen. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just there for a second and they're gone. Like, Oscar Isaacs is there for a bit. And yeah. then he's gone. I'd say my bet, my favorite would be for the Baron, uh, for <laughs> Stellan Sarsgaard, <laughs> yeah. just because of the appearance of the Baron. I, I just think is a, I, it's pleasant to watch. Sm- I'm like, sm- I like this smooth and bloated and floaty. Oh yeah, and I, I like that they. Like, That's some really good. That, 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 it is some really good. Um fat guy makeup too yep. like the body of it it's like yeah that's actually what like a like to make him like powerful i guess and yep. like they nailed like because sometimes they well because you could either go like fat bastard which is like <laughs> yeah just, like just also good math but it's like doesn't make it's like comical whereas this is like we have to like do this but we want to make it look realistic it's like yeah that's exactly what this like it's like kind gigantic of a, what you'd man. imagine like kingpin would be yeah it's like it's just a gigantic man Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with him. I think he was the best, just because because uh, I liked seeing his huge body playing uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of. What yeah, about uh, like Javier him. Bardem? <laughs> uh, worst st- performance, st- I would st- say. Yeah, uh, it was without a doubt, Stilgar, because uh, he's he serves like I mean that character becomes more important, but like in this movie, I was like this. I was like, he's doing nothing. He doesn't need to be here kind of thing. I thought at least. I mm-hmm. thought Javier Bardem's was the... He's not in it that much, I guess, but I thought he was the least needed character. Mm-hmm. What about what about Big Dave? Uh, he becomes more important, too. Beast Ramen becomes more like... And it should have been in this one, but uh, they cut the ending out of this book. So he, he should have been more important. But everyone wants to know where you sit on Duncan Idaho, Jared. Everyone's wondering. Duncan Idaho? Duncan Idaho, Jason Momoa. <laughs> he's fine. He's good. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. I mean, I yeah. think when he was dropping those my boys. My like, boy. I was like, mm, I don't know if this is what he'd be saying here. <laughs> Jason Momoa or Duncan Idaho? Uh, both. Okay. I mean, I'm sure Duncan Idaho says that but i don't know about jason momoa it's a bit of a reach did anyone ever call you duncan idaho he's a kid he is a kid hey come on kid Kid. my my boy my boy did you did you ever get duncan idaho when you were growing up no i did not so you weren't around any dune boys i didn't i wasn't around anyone who read dune sadly but but you were a mega nerd just imagine i could have been called duncan alberta or something Ah, no, I think they still would have needed to call you Duncan Idaho mm-hmm. or Duncan Omaha. Yeah. Omaha is not bad, too. Omaha. Nebraska. Omaha. Nebraska. My own ne- private Nebraska. Hey, did you know that Charlotte Rampling was in this movie? Who? Charlotte Rampling. Who? 
You don't know her? Was she one of the old witches? Yeah, she was like the big witch. The, 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 the biggest, rev, 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 witch. Reverend Mother yeah. Gaius Helen Mohim. I mean, I didn't realize that, but if you... I could guess immediately. I was like, is that the oldest witch? Yeah. The, um, you don't, you don't the fuck do they call them? Uh, Be- the bait. Yeah. We know what we're talking about. The Bejarette or the, something. You mean she's like, she's the night porter, RJ. How could you forget Charlotte Rampling? I, I think about it so often. Bejarette? Bejarette? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Space yeah, witches. That's something they didn't really, I, I think they didn't focus on enough is that like, Rebecca Hall is like a. Well, I mean, I guess they gave her. They did give her a lot of. You talking she's about, a witch. You talking about Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah, Rebecca Hall is a different actress, isn't she? Apparently, Rebecca Ferguson, the Bejarette. Yeah, yeah, she's like um, she's like a witch, and then Paul has some of the witchiness. I they explain it in this movie. I for some reason I thought they didn't, but they actually do. So, okay. They explain the witchness, I mm-hmm. think, in detail. But they don't explain that thing that Paul puts his hand on in. It's called the Jom Jibber. Yeah, it's, I'm, I don't think they've ever called it that in any Dune movie. It's in the book, though. And I remember because I thought it was the stupidest made-up word in the whole yeah, book. And you know what? They're like, put your hand in the Jom Jibber. It's, and it's, like, mm. It seems like uh, that never really doesn't get verbalized. No. I think, I think they go, nah, we're not going to make anyone read that out loud. You you don't you didn't want like uh, Rebecca Ferguson to be like how was the jam jibber Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a little silly. A little, so okay. what what do you think about the sandworms? Um, Pro the, the, the lampreys, the sand yeah. lampreys. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, they're that's what they would look like, I guess. Yep. Did, how, how did you feel about the one zoom in clip of the guy riding worm riding? Uh, near the end of the movie where it just zooms in. It's like, whoa, you can ride those? I went, you... I went, oh, hell yeah. It's worm riding, baby. <laughs> That's right. Think about the memes that will happen uh, when that... Cause are, have they started filming that movie? No, it's been green lit, but they, uh, they oh. haven't started yet, I don't think. Oh, man, so it's going to be a while. Oh, that's going to be many years. Like three it's years. It's going to be Avatar 2 style. Nah, that would be a bummer. Which is a legend uh, th- out this year. So three years, huh? So twenty twenty five, maybe. Yeah, possibly. I know. I mean, it depends on like I, I know what they it's... have to. Depends on what they have to do. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so right now they have Dune Part Two for twenty twenty three, October twenty twenty three. You think uh, they can film that in a year and do all the visual effects? I what the dune team is planning for the sandworms in part two there's nothing to plan it's the same worm yeah that's the plan my man october 2023 it's the, it's the same worm i don't know what the plan well, there's, well there, i think there's multiple worms there's more worms but there's there isn't like dueling worms well not I mean, that i know but i haven't read the whole series i guess maybe oh oh Hey, the, uh, apparently a year ago the script was finished. A year ago? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, the production's probably all the same anyways, right? Uh, Dune... Sense. S- what? Dune Messiah may come after Dune 2. Mm, is, oh. oh, here's a... Why Dune 3 is even more important than Part 2. 
was Dune 2 just going to be what the actual end of Dune is supposed to be? Uh, it might be a hybrid. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about this stuff. What do you know about Desert Power? Uh, Denny Villeneuve is getting ready to celebrate the 10 Academy Award nominations his Dune has earned at the Oscars this Sunday, but the Canadian director reveals he's already looking ahead to the sci-fi epic sequel. It's going to be intense, he teases to ET Canada during a pre-Oscars event at the official residence of the Consul General of Canada in Los Angeles celebrating Canadian Oscar nominees. I'm in prep right now. Monday morning, as soon as we leave Los Angeles, it'll be to start to go on with prep. What is he trying to say? The movie, I don't think, is going to be out by October of next year. I, I very much doubt that. But I doubt a lot of things. But I guess it's, I mean, most of it's about deserts. So, I mean, how hard is that? How much of it do you think is going to be dedicated to desert power specifically? Well, I mean, or maybe maybe we're underestimating uh, Denny's efficiency with budgets. It's... I, I mean, I did see a lot of people were talking about Dune winning all those Oscars. And everyone who won an Oscar, and I mean, I know that you just have to do this dance anyways. But they're all like, is all Denny? He is the guy who made this happen. Is Denny? That's what they said in their right. voices. But the movie cost 165 million. It did make its 400 million. If I remember, because it was like kind of a big deal at the time. But then it kind of petered out toward the end. Yeah. They when did, did you ever peter out? I know. It, I know it did more than Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, but we've mentioned before, Blade Runner 2049 is eh. not that not that great. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it looks. Is nice. it great? Not really. It's got some cool stuff. It's got some cool stuff. Some some of those incels are going to come after you now because of those oh, comments. Dear. Not me. I'm immune because I'm incel proof. Right. Big, you see this? Big big Chad energy over there. You see this? <laughs> Do you remember that line in Joe Dirt? No. I, I can't I can't say the actual word because it could be a hate crime. But he goes, "Does this look? Does this look?" I say that to Andrea like once a week. Mm. Our marriage is great. Mm-hmm. We're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Terror free. Well, on my end, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my end is fine. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any other things you want to say about the Dune? No. I mean, I like Dune. Um, Dune's not a five-star movie for me. I think people got to calm down on that front. Yeah, no. But uh, I do think Dune is cool. And it's like I said, I think Dune is for the boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Just hang out with some dudes, watch a bunch of huge worms, watch a bunch of dudes spit be, into be, a thing and be, then drink it. Be a dude by yourself. You could be a dude by yourself. What did you think of the spitter scene? I, I, when they were I, making tea I, out of the spit. I, I, I imagine that uh, you having a reaction. So I'll tell you a story about one time in high school. <clears throat> oh, dear. You know, how, you know how boys will be boys? No. I don't know what that means, especially in the context of... Catholic nothing illegal. School. Nothing illegal. Well, in the eyes of God. No, not even nothing. Nothing illegal in God or in uh, Man's government. Law. <laughs> yes. So, uh, boys will be boys. One time in like grade eleven or something, uh, everyone was doing like ha- was having a chew, so like chewing tobacco, and uh, there was a communal spitter. People were spitting into this cup. And uh, one time a, a dude I knew was like, will you guys give me 40 bucks if I drink out of that? And everyone was like, no, you won't do it. There's no way you'll fucking do it. So everyone was like, yeah, we'll give you 40 bucks. And uh, this dude drank out of the spitter jar, which had like three or four guys chew spit in it. 
and uh, I threw up <laughs> watching this guy do it. I he I watched him do it, and I threw up over in a bush because of like oh. I can't fucking believe this is happening. And that that guy, he never threw up. <laughs> he took a I, big old I, gulp and he put it down and he went about his day. Uh, and I even now, even now, I'm getting a little queasy uh, well, thinking. Well, about I mean, it. yeah, I mean, he's just drinking it down. Having a guzzle, I mean, or there's all sorts of things that might wind up in there. I know, but watching that scene and doing it just reminded me of it. It's like I know they boiled it for tea, but it's like it's just like when that dude drank that spitter. Well, see, initially we said, and then that guy, it's like grew up to become president of the United States. I wish. Yeah, you know, that's that would that, have been terrific. That's where I thought it was going. I mean, he's doing well. He's got a a good job. Um, not a startup. No, no, he works N- for NFTs. No, he's uh he's doing a trade. He's uh, a carpenter actually. Okay. Do you think yeah. he's still uh drinking tobacco spit? I I doubt it. I can't say for certainty. I haven't talked to him. Do you think he while. do you think he would for forty bucks still? Or do you think his price has gone up? I I mean I bet his price has gone up. I don't know about how much. Like inflation, like what do you think, ten percent? <laughs> in this economy? In this economy? With a man in the White House? <laughs> I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, buddy. Uh, yeah, anyways, I just wanted to share that story with you because uh, I threw up because <laughs> of how gross it was. Yeah, sounds pretty yeah. Co- sounds pretty cool to me. Well, you could try. I'm good. Do you think your buddies would, would do chew? Uh, no, like, do you think Corey would do chew? Mm, he might have at one point, mm. and then went, Bleh. what about Lawrence? Uh, well, the I know his brother definitely did. That's true. Yeah. What about Shitty Bill? Is he a chewer? Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I that was silly to even ask. I <laughs> I knew the answer oh, to that. But he just spits it at the walls, and there's just these yellow streaks that run down it, and this pile of tobacco chew at the bottom. Kind of like and Philip Seymour Hoffman. And then, but sometimes you go, is that just is that tobacco or is that shit? At some point. They blend your, and there is no real answer. Nope. It's just yes is the answer. Yes. Well, I'm glad you like Dune because uh, Dune, Dune's got cool stuff. Sandworms are cool. Mm-hmm. Worm riding is cool. My, I don't know. Yeah, my, uh, I guess my stand, my expectations were really low, but mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, this is this is fine. I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Dig it. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, so are we, are we going to talk about Enterprise or are we going to uh, forego that this, this week? That is entirely up to you. And if you would like to, I just need a bathroom break. <laughs> I like that you've included that once again <laughs> in the episode. There's no opportunity to like edit around it. I don't, I don't so give what, a shit. Well, or you do. Well, no, it's not that kind. I, I just see. If you would like to talk about Enterprise, uh, I would be more than happy well, to. We at, could... at this point in time, if the music starts, you know where to join us, folks, on that Patreon. From to it's been a long time, but my time is finally near. And I can feel the change in the wind right now. Nothing's in my way. Cause I've got faith 
RJ, I don't know if my body can handle all the excitement of these weekly <clears throat> chats about Star Trek. What about the, the pure sex that oh. is uh, Star Trek Enterprise? It's leaving me ravaged. Ravaged? Yeah. That's well, kind of like the, the crew members of the Enterprise, how ravaged they are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> those bods and those, like, uh, accidentally killing people with vents and oh, yeah. Ferengi whips. Ferengi whips. Uh Dudes getting pregnant in their arms. That was last episode, but you yeah, know that happens. Yeah. Um, what else did we talk about in this one? I don't know. The, the craziest stuff you ever heard. Nuking planets. Wild. Trip's huge package. Archer's huge package. You ever heard about Scott Bakula's huge package? Multiple times now. <laughs> well, it doesn't go away. Good. It just keeps coming back. RJ, you got any uh, you got any news you want to share with us? Bruce Will- uh, Willis has aphasia. That's sad. It's a yeah. So I had seen some people talking about this a couple of months ago because uh, there's someone was making a joke about Bruce Willis being in all these like movies you've never ever heard of, and mm-hmm. like a lot of the time it's just him sitting there and not doing a whole heck of a lot. And people are like, "What is up with this?" Because people. Make fun of you know, Steven Seagal for this stuff, John Travolta, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. It's like what these the bad decisions these actors have made with their lives to be in these like nothing movies just for paychecks. Mm-hmm. Oh, tut tut. But um, someone in the comments on one of these posts was like, "I've heard he's also he might have dementia," um, mm. and that, and it was like documented in like I think Hello Magazine. Uh, mm talking about that is this had been kind of like an open secret um mm-hmm. but then there's like kind of this weird ghoulish stuff where it's like oh he has like a headphone put on him like it's kind of concealed and someone's mm-hmm. feeding him his lines off camera because mm-hmm. this guy is just like i gotta i gotta earn for the family or his family's like saying we we this is it we need money this is the meal ticket and uh he's not too much longer uh mm-hmm. that he's gonna be able to do anything um, and no, and this, in that business, no one takes care of anybody. Yeah. That's a bummer, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's dark. It's dark stuff. Yeah. And I mean, aphasia too. Like, I know it's like, they're saying early onset dementia stuff, but there's lots of different aphasias too. Like there's like speech aphasias and yeah. like visual aphasias and like, uh, none of them are good. No, none of them are good. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it sucks, man. I feel, I mean, Bruce Willis is. Allegedly a huge asshole, but it's like, uh, it's too bad. It's too bad he's sick. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, people have always mentioned, they're like, yeah, Bruce Willis is a huge prick. And it's just like, well, maybe it was his disease. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, RJ, it's not cool to joke about people's diseases, you know. Well, I mean, his disease doesn't define him. You might, yeah, just careful. Don't be, don't don't be making jokes about it. You know what we can laugh about, though, is this little story, RJ, that I feel like is like a, a beautiful little nexus point for so many things uh, for mm-hmm. this very night. Uh, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the headline is, Jay-Z's Oscar Gold Party picketed by labor union outside Chateau Marmont. Protesters didn't stop Emily Ratajkowski, Rosario Dawson, Michael B. Jordan, Zoe Kravitz, and plenty more from crossing the picket line. You know about you know about the Oscars, RJ? 
I've heard about the Oscars. What's you, you, happening? You, you know about uh, about pickets. You know about you know about unions. I know a little bit more now than well, I used to. Yeah. So I saw this kind of pop up. I guess uh, Rosario Dawson, her excuse was that the the party was at one a.m. just after the picketers had left for the night, so there was no crossing a picket line technically. Which is, that, was, is that like a roads and bridges kind of so uh, thanks, technicality? Th- thanks for weighing in, Roscabrio Dawson. Oh, that. how long were you sitting on that one? Oh, just for hours, RJ. Hours? Okay. The, okay. Uh, one little bit here of note. The party went on despite the protest. Uh, Janelle Monet and Sawiti soon arrived. They were joined by, among others, Emily Ratajkowski, Daniel Kaleu, Kim mm. Kardashian, Timothy Chalamet, <sighs> Rosario Dawson, Michael Damn. B. Jordan, Mindy Cowling, Tiffany Haddish, Tyler Perry, Cody Smith McVie, and Zoe Kravitz. Quest Love was inside, spitting Smells Like Teen Spirit as his best documentary Oscar, which he'd won earlier in the night for Summer of Soul, stood sentinel at his DJ rig as seen on his Instagram account. But RJ, you know who you know who did not cross the picket line? Who's that? One Casey Affleck. Really? Yeah. What was he doing? Uh, he he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that because he's a Boston boy. And then you, uh-huh. you, you don't you don't fuck with labor, RJ. You, you might you might do other things, other bad things, maybe. But, uh, well, allegedly, you, you allegedly. Settle, but it's settled out of court. I mean, there's neither here nor there. But it's it, not up for us <laughs> to decide. But uh, our uh, little shirtless boy Timothy Chalamet uh, crossing that picket line after hours. It's it's fine uh, on Oscar night. <laughs> Uh, beautiful. Do you think he got cold without that shirt? He might have. I mean, I'm sure he went and got a shirt out of the trunk or something. Or just like paid somebody. Hey, you, give me your give shirt. Me your shirt. Yeah, I, I don't think he has a trunk. He doesn't seem like a guy who would have a trunk. Do you know what I mean? He's got like a bike, a bicycle, or something. Well, like, I mean, he could have had a like that jacket of his. I saw he might have had a shirt tucked into one of those pockets. I imagine he he probably flew in on a magic carpet. That's what Timothy Chalamet looks like, but not like a real magic carpet. Just like he pays someone guy some guy to hold up the carpet and he just rides it in. Do you know what I mean? No. He seems like one of those kind of guys. Which picket have you crossed lately? None. Uh, well, technically, all of them. Well, I don't know if it's crossing a picket line when you legally have to be at work. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think that's scab territory. It, it's a it's a, um, a technicality, so it's it's not the same. I mean, these are yeah, this is crossing a picket line. It's not scab because it's not like they were working at for the hotel, like getting people's bags, doing room service, yeah, or, or uh, you know checking people in, um, mm-hmm. or whatever. Timothy might have been, eh, maybe his, his side hustle, that Dune money, it, it's already gone. Yeah, he, you... Dune Two is not out till October. Well, next year. I mean, he's got to do something, something. But have you ever? So thanks, have you ever, thanks, Jay Z. Wow. I mean, we got more important fish than Jay Z. But have you ever met anyone that actually goes by Timothy? No one ever doesn't just go by Tim, right? I'm sure he does go by Tim. Yeah, but Timothy. No, it's his best show name. Man. Man. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it for me. 
That that's was, news that, in that, itself. That, that, that's my scoop. It's, it's a kind of news. No. For sure. I don't have anything else. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we got uh, some some doings to attend to, RJ. Did you say some dunes to do- attend to? Some doings. Oh, okay. You know about doings? I know about dunes. Yeah, I, we know about the dunes. We know about dunes. Yeah. Uh, so, after the break, Bread and Rose's brother. Who? refused to sign the contract, and so began the Battle of Harlan County, USA. Which side are you on? Without organization, you're a lone individual, without influence, and without recognition of any kind. They're treating us like that we're animals, dogs. Well, we aren't. We're American citizens. Is it a fact that the Duke Power Company maintains housing for its employees that has No water and no indoor plumbing? Yes, sir. We were attempting to move our people into trailers, upgrade our people into better housing. We'll sit there and sweat when it's snowing. We'll stand right there until that UMWA contract is signed at Brookside. We have made them dozens and dozens of proposals. All of our life, we've been kicked around. We've been put in jail. We've been shot at. We've had dynamite thrown at us. And then you don't want us to have nothing. Well, I tell you, Mr. Horn, I'm going to be standing right there on that picket line looking at you just as long as it takes. We're not going to have the violence of the 30s. My father was a coal miner. He was killed in the mines. And my husband and me was in the strike in the 30s in bloody Harlan County. And I do mean it is bloody, too. They're violent, so by God, you fight far with far. We could hold them, but we can't hold them with all them guns they got. That electricity burning over, aren't they? Somebody dying every day for it. 
the hell out of my way. If I get shot, they can't shoot the union out of me. Take the shelter if you can and lay the lead to them. Oh, dear. The New York Times says it's a fascinating and moving work. Q Magazine calls it supercharged excitement. It's powerful, provocative, exciting, and frightening because it's real. Harlan County, USA. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Harlan County, USA from 1976, directed by Barbara Koppel. The tagline for this documentary film, RJ, mm-hmm. which side are you on? Um, are there sides in the game of life? There is. Mm. In a synopsis. This film documents the coal miners' strike against the Brookside Mine of the Eastover Mining Company in Harlan County, Kentucky, in June 1973. Eastover's refusal to sign a contract where the miners joined with the United Mine Workers of America led to the strike, which lasted more than a year and included violent battles between gun-toting company thugs, scabs, and the picketing miners and their supportive women folk. Director Barbara Koppel puts the strike into perspective by giving us some background on the historical plight of the miners and some history of the UMWA. What do they mean by woman folk? The just plain women folk, RJ. Is that like a term that gets used uh, in the documentary? No. I mean, in real life. Yeah. I think so. At some point in time, I'm not sure if it's still uh, in in the language actively, other than ironically, I suppose. Do people say man folk? Men folk? Yeah, yeah men folk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Why not? So our RJ, RJ, um, yeah. Yep. Were you familiar with Harlan County, USA? No. At all. No. Okay. All right. But I know I uh, I am to understand now that it is something of a popular film, I, uh, or not popular, but people recognize it in certain uh, sections. Uh, well regarded uh, documentary yes. film making. Some that's what I said. American film. Yeah, uh, that's totally it. what I said. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen this before. Uh, being a, a fan of documentary filmmaking. Um, this one had kind of popped up on my radar many years ago, uh, being part of the Criterion Collection. It gives it that extra little stamp of approval in terms of uh, documentaries you should go out of your way to check out. And 1970s is some prime documentary uh, filmmaking. You get that uh, cinema verte look um, of you know how people lived, RJ. You know, how about, did they live? Uh, like this, like the oh. the like the the folk of Harlan County, like the woman in Menfolk, K- Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky. You know that's where uh, Amazon's got, I think, a where- big warehouse in Kentucky. They have one in Kentucky. I think so. I think it's because it's fairly centrally located geographically. But I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell, the uh, minority leader of the Senate in the U.S., uh, that's his home state as well. How do you uh, feel about that guy? <laughs> He's a uh, 
What a what a guy. Mm. Yeah, I have no opinions. I don't live in the states, so you know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know, you know. Yeah. So let's just jump into it. It's kind of always difficult. I mean, yeah. to talk about documentaries. It can be. Yeah. So I mean, can be. How many documentaries have we talked about up to this point? There's been salesmen, like five? salesmen, uh, Grey Gardens. Give me shelter. Give me shelter. I mean, Haxon is kind of a documentary. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, this is the fourth, then I guess uh, at least or fifth. I, I, I probably probably and then there's making of, but I don't count those. Oh yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't know. We've done done it probably at least five by now, and some documentaries are easy to talk about, and then other ones you're kind of like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, Things happen. <laughs> Some people are in bad shape. That sucks, I guess. It's rough. There you go. I wish I could help them, but no. I don't live in 1970s America. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> and then that's tough, man. That's really tough. You know? So here, oh, well. here we open up Harlan County, USA, uh, with a super happy fun slide. There is a super happy fun slide. Yeah. So in the intro to this, are you a claustrophobic person? Mm, not I don't know if it's I wouldn't call it like a crippling but I could relate to the fact that if I if that was like my job I mm. would probably quit because I don't think I could handle what that is so this isn't even actually a uh, depiction of the the particular mine that's on strike this is a neighboring uh, mine that was active I guess when the um, the film crew was around and I guess the cinematographer they kind of you know, conclude it's like, you know, I think it's important to probably have some footage of like what mining looks like when we're making a documentary about miners. Fair point. So uh, this opens up with a bunch of guys who are getting ready for work uh, or mm. actually are like at work get, and they're going to go down, down into a, a mine, down a mine shaft. And it's just like one like kind of big, long kind of um conveyor belt system mm-hmm. and you just get pulled down and it's you, like by a t-bar yeah and you're just sliding down and you have to like it's real low i mean we're talking i don't know like three may, feet at may, max maybe maybe may, may three and a half i think yeah. at one point someone says like 42 inches high so yeah you'd be looking at just over three and a half feet high mm-hmm. and that's it that's your clearance so yeah, you get to get you lay down flat in this bed, uh, mm-hmm. this metal thing with your a gear, mm-hmm. uh, which I noticed there's not a lot of respirators going on. I don't think that was a thing, Jer. No, I guess not. And I mean, I think uh, some of the the companies at, at display in this thing they make a point of saying, you know, those that disease thing, that the Black respiratory lung? thing. Yeah, it's like that only happens to like. A couple of people. It's not. It's not even worth mentioning. So we don't need respirators. It's, it's kind. Of, it's so curious because I mean, I feel like uh, the, the discourse around the, uh, you know, wellness and uh, mm-hmm. health, uh, safety uh, hasn't really changed too too much. Be it company or uh, politicians, when when such important things as the economy are on the line. It seems well, like the, con- the conveniently, if I if I if I kind of wave a piece of paper around, kind of uh, with enough emphasis, I'd be like, "Well, clearly, I have that information on this sheet of paper, and everyone has access to it." So I'm just going to say, "Well, I mean, only actually in 10 percent of the time, it's only it's, it's more it's overstated." Um, the mm. fact that here's like a montage of uh, footage of men all going to the doctor to find out, well, 
Yeah, I got the black lung. Uh, but it's not all mm. the way there yet, so you don't qualify for disability yet. You have to wait till your lungs are completely shot before we consider it being sick. You understand? Yeah. I do understand. Yeah. 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 That's well, that's kind yeah. of jumping ahead a little bit to the uh, my note on just black lung <laughs> as a talking point. But, so yeah, we get this, uh, I don't know if you've ever been out to like the Crow's Nest Past? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Out, out, outside, of, outside of here in Creepsville? Where you place? can uh, go check out the the museum. We had uh, Frank Slide, which uh, famously uh, exploded. Well, Jared, I don't know. Pretty soon, you might not have to check out the museum. If our current government has anything to do, you might be able to check out a real operational mine. Well, you know there's still op- operational mining going yeah, on Yeah, but there. even more. Even, even more. Uh, our uh, One of our dear listeners, uh, Shane O'Mac, could tell you all about it. Is he uh, operational up there? He is. He's wow. Do, doing a little bit of welding here and there, I hear. I haven't heard Ooh. from Shino Mac for a while, so hopefully he can chime in. I wonder um, if he's still around. Uh, he is. He is. <laughs> I don't know if he's still listening, though. Physically or metaphysically? Uh, physically, he's still around. Metaphysically, unknown. Okay. Yep. yep. Understood. Um, yeah, so my, my note here is mining. What a horrifying-looking job. Yeah, it uh, it looks absolutely fucking horrible. Um, but you know I, what? When it's uh, when it's the job that pays your bills, I guess you're uh, you'll get used to it. I know, and I know I know that's what life is for a lot of people in the world. Um, yep. I never thought I was claustrophobic, but like I think I am. And like watching movies like this, like that opening scene made me really uncomfortable. I was just like, I I'm like I couldn't do that. I just know I couldn't. I, I would just be homeless and poor because <laughs> I, I just well, couldn't be, do or, it. Or, but you know what's great, RJ? Um, you could do in, that in, in and America. You could have a job and still be homeless and poor and have a job. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I can't wait for something like that. Can you tell me how to achieve such things? <laughs> well, let me tell you about a little country. America. Let's be not to pick on them. It's, it could be anywhere. Even anywhere you right in our own backyard. Well, Canada's got their own problems. Well, we got. We there's problems everywhere. It's everything's yeah. everything's terrible. Yes. So, um, my my comment here is: I'm under a mountain because <laughs> that's the thing. These are the things you start thinking about. That that's what really fuels the uh, claustrophobia of being, you know, mm-hmm. you know, miles under the surface and it's not this isn't like a fun time like my bloody valentine where uh you can be stalked and killed by a, a maniac serial killer uh killing people on valentine's day in a mine with like high clearance though. very I think... high, very high uh, movie clearances yeah i mean i think that's a whole different ball game it's that's like if if my bloody valentine was like three feet crawling <laughs> it's not a very good I... movie well, this, this, I mean, that's kind of like I, I the think, descent. Well, that's a different that's a different type of movie altogether. Well, a different ball game. Yeah, that's when you got uh, uh, Nosferatu people. Yeah, well, don't get those confused with actual Nosferatu's. Yeah, watch out, guys. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You so know. yeah, my, my note here of no masks, no ventilators, um, and yeah, then you also have these grinding death machines. It's just like this metal machine just churning and carving through rock. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, that does that to rock. 
What what would that do to me? No, I can't mention it on there. No. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a story afterwards. Uh, yeah, that's horrifying. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's a real thing that happens to a lot of people, uh, sadly. Well, yeah, the snapshot of uh, contemporary mining of 1974 mm-hmm. or 1973 is that it's like, yeah, people just die like all the time. It's just uh, part of the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was just a okay. I'm not sure if what the uh, mortality of a coal miner is in terms of like accidental uh, death at the yeah. job workplace. I'm not sure. If, I'm I'm hoping it's much improved from this period of time, yeah. 50 years ago. But uh, I have my doubts, especially when you go to other countries that maybe mm-hmm. don't have like you know standards, OSHA, OSHA, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. the kind of thing like that. Occupational hazards. Yeah, I think they're, I don't know about now. I mean, I know there is still always, that doesn't go away. But I think in the movie, what they say, one person dies a week in mines or something like that? So maybe a week or a month. There's numbers. I, I, I swear, there's a line in the movie where it's like, across America. Yes, I think it's across America, yeah. A week. And then I'm okay. sure there will be a guy who comes up running with like a sheet of paper going, no, 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 no. Well, well, actually, actually, we've looked at the data, and uh, that's not what it tells you. I mean, don't listen to what these guys are telling you. They're not your friend. They say, these big wigs? These unioners. These, these guys, they want a union. These guys don't... up here? These guys? <laughs> Who's got your best no, interests no. in mind? Huh? No, no. These, these, uh... Slicked back sideburns men in hideous suits. They say, Let me tell you a story about coming to America, the land of opportunity, Jared. Maybe one day you'll own your own coal mine if you stick this through. So, this, RJ, is kind of the day in the life of a Kentucky coal miner. And here's a fact for you I don't know if you know this until you watch this. There is an old coal mining guy singing on every porch in America. Uh, I didn't realize that before watching this movie, but it became abundantly clear. Every coal mine town has several old banjo men um, playing at all given times. Such tunes as they don't care about your health care and don't. other tunes like the black lung will get you. As as uh, written and sung by Hazel Dickens. Hazel Dickens. How about yeah. Cold Blooded Murder, written and sung by Hazel Dickens? Yep, that's an absolute banger. How about Dark as a Dungeon, written by Merle Travis, sung by David Morris? Yeah, it's terrific. It's one of the best. Come All You Coal Miners, written and sung by Sarah Gunnins. Yeah, that's also one oh, of the best. And for, of course, there's Mannington, written by Hazel Dickens, sung by David Morris. Uh, yeah, that's another one. It's... It's great. It's cool. one of the one of the best. Cold tattoo. Additional lyrics and sung by David Morris. That's also it's just absolute bangers in this show. Yeah. Yeah. I actually some of the songs are really good. You listen to them and you're like, man, what a good jig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um uh, I guess kind of folk music, bluegrass, uh, people yodeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that's the right word for it. But they're doing something. They're, they're they're belting out these songs. They're sing talking, yodeling and chodeling. Mm-hmm. Ch- chodeling. <laughs> Is that not the correct word for that? I'm not sure. Well, in my mind, it's right. So, um, so we get some some a little bit of like information in terms of like there's a strike going on. Yes. Um, they have 
this this group of miners at the uh, yeah was it the e- the Eastover Mining Company. They uh, have kind of they want they've joined uh, the why well, what's the name of it the United the United Mine Workers of America yep. uh, Union. They've done it, and now they've got a deal. And the problem is, is that the mining company's like, no, <laughs> like we're just, we're refusing. We're not going to make good on that deal. We're, we're, they don't even. I mean, they don't. Like, yeah, it's one of those things. Where like, hey, this is the group. This is what you're going to have to do if you want to work with these workers. And they go, no. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. So you have no workers because mm-hmm. they've all joined this union. Uh, it's backed by this fairly large uh, block of uh, of union power. And they're not going back to work until you sign you you sign this deal to you know you know uh, negotiate that labor that you're going to be using regardless. And they're like, nah. And it seems to be like, no, we don't want any involvement with the union. Or like, if you do, it's like we want one of our one of our picks from one of our other unions in another state or another mine. We'll take that deal. These guys can't have this. So mm. you have two forces. Uh, you got management and you have the worker. A story as old as time. We get uh, mm-hmm. kind of little uh, summation, uh, little snapshots, I guess, of why why we've come to this. We have like one old man uh, talking about mule safety. Mm. Um, <laughs> talking about like this, like this old guy just talking like how, you know, he would go describing his, you know, horrible job being a coal miner and you'd be working with the mules, and at the end of the day, your 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 supervisor, he's like me, making sure you know you got you got to protect that mule. You got to make sure mm-hmm. that mule's okay at the end of the day. And then he's like, "Well, what about me?" It's like, "Yeah, I don't care. You got to protect that mule." Now, which I was thinking, like, you know what? I could see like R- this would appeal to RJ to some degree. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, "People, pff, they're horrible." That mule, though, you got to protect that mule. <laughs> I mean, I did agree with that a lot because I was also like. Who's watching out for the mule? Because it's like the mule's not choosing to be there, Jared. Mule doesn't have consent. You know about consent? Uh, it's got hay to eat, I guess. It's uh, got hay, but it don't, it don't got no consent there, man. Where the boys, they do, I guess. But is it indentured consent? Is like they have to be there? Man, this is a bridges and roads thing again. No. You know, it's it's getting kind of bigger. There's also that talk about that guy telling the story about the kids working there. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah which well, I'm sure you were getting to, but... Uh, yeah, it's all the 10-year-old kids who had the first, like, strike because it's like, we were tired of getting smacked in the head and getting killed by the machines. <laughs> yeah. 10 years old. M- making five cents. Or it was, uh, it was like one, it was something like five and a, and a fifth of a cent. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cor- yeah, like I'm, I'm sorry. Guy with I, a white piece of paper running out. That it was five and a quarter. <laughs> I just I remember because it was it the way they phrased it was weird. He's like it was a five and one fifth of a cent. I was like one fifth of a so cent. So I just want to mention here that uh, so they I think they what did they say he they went up they went on strike they like wildcatted it because it's the old mm-hmm. days. Uh, it, unions hadn't become like so legislated that they're like people go why can't unions accomplish anything? It's like because it's so policed in the favor mm-hmm. of the company. Like they, mm-hmm. they they're allowed to exist. But like it's so like well we got to consider the the stake of the the company and the owner and the management we got to think about it from mm-hmm. their perspective the laws have been very careful about this uh, about regulating how much power unions have because otherwise they, they just take over so mm-hmm. uh, 
you get uh, this thing where it's like, oh, we got like seven cents. We're, like, we're up to, sorry, we're up to, up seven, to seven, cents. seven to eight percent. Which, of course, guy coming out running with this piece of paper is <laughs> like, they got a 50% increase in one year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these children <laughs> working these in our, working our cold... eight-year-olds are getting demanded. No, no, nothing to even be said about the beatings. <laughs> like, no, no, if you didn't pick up the shell, just to smack yeah. right in the back of the head. Say, pick up that there shell. Yeah. Pick it up there, boy. Oh, That's yeah. how they talked. That's how they yeah. got. Uh, we get some sweet footage of uh, John Lewis, the feral union man. Uh, I, I sent uh, you. I sent you. I sent you a screenshot of this. This is like some. Um, oh yeah, Some, yeah, some vintage yeah. uh, footage of this guy. He's like his hair and eyebrows. I was gonna say he's got some Dean Stockwell eyebrows right there. Oh, the uh, times something else. He would have been great for Dennyville News Dune. Well, mixed with uh, David Lynch. Well, just a little, a little bit. bit. That's what that's what the Dune was missing. <clears throat> yeah, he's that. Th- this is an old time Union man. This John Lewis talking about the, the 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 industrialists and the capitalists who desire to make money from your misery. And what what did they do after that? What did they do after that? Well, you know, depending on where you are, uh, you know, people are killed. R.J. Uh, it turns out. Um, money is a powerful motivator, and uh, when suddenly mobs of people start coming together, uh, they don't take kindly to it because they're like, they might try to do something else. We better hire ourselves some security, and mm. uh, and that's where the violence kicks off, and people are um, killed or murdered, <laughs> wrongfully killing um, <clears throat> to defend those interests. Until some of those laws step in and go, okay, you guys, you just can't go around killing things you don't like. Stop that, Pinkertons. Stop that, gun thugs. Gum thugs? Gun thugs. Oh, I thought you said gum thugs. <laughs> the gum thugs? Well, watch out for them, too. <laughs> what do you think gum thugs do? They put your, their gum in your hair. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I gotta put peanut butter in to get it out. Does that but, actually work? No. I, I Probably not. Do you... No, that's okay. Never mind. That's okay. You freeze it. Yeah, keep going. You wind up like Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Who famously? But hey, she got a dental plan. She she got a dental plan after uh, some striking. I was going to um I was going to put that as our Wednesday dudes post was a, a screenshot of that, but uh, I it was already my review on Letterbox, so it, it felt like overkill. That is overkill. You know what I mean? You don't speak for me. Yeah, but you're like you're like Gummy Joe, with old Choppa there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you are Gummy Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got the the men folk, the the workers who are going on strike. But RJ, another big chunk of this effort is the women, the the wives. Uh, mothers, basically, they're all wives though of mine workers in this community because that's the job, that is what you do, um, and you basically live in this company town uh, in these. Uh, I don't even call them; they're not trailers, but these buildings that don't have running water. Um, they're it's basically you get to live in squalor, mm. and the whole idea is like, well, I mean, sometimes you have heat. And uh, sometimes you got you got food too. Sometimes you got that's why you got to work. For your, mm-hmm. Was it uh, two dollars an hour? 
five bucks an hour, depending on uh, how long you've been with them. Yeah, and but then what? But then what happens? What do you mean? What happened? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> After the squalor, profit. Oh right, yeah. There's these vague things because we always get we we kind of like cut because we cut back sometimes to management's perspective. My yes. my my favorite perspective in all labor uh-huh. disputes is like I want to know what the management has to say because it's always like oh well you know we were planning on moving them uh, but uh, you know uh, this all came up I'm like oh I'm sure you were mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll follow up on that real soon. It's always mm-hmm. it's so convenient. It's so weird timing. <laughs> Well, that's every time. Well, we were doing this. Yeah, get us off our back. And so, you know, yeah, they're always like, they make these comments that just like they think it makes them, I don't know, lovable or something like that. And, but it's like, no, they're they're assholes. They're, I like o- that they're one. always assholes. I like that one guy who's talking about, it's like, what, you want me to reach up into the sky and grab the pie <laughs> and put it into your hands? He's like, is that what you want me to do? You want me to get the pie in the sky? Then he combs those sideburns. He he does, and he he brushes those wings back a little bit. But mm-hmm. in, in the way he's just like yelling at him, he's like he's like you going after me for not doing enough. What do you want me to do? You mm-hmm. want me to get the ungettable? I can't. <clears throat> he said, "Be grateful. Be grateful." And then, RJ, speaking of gun thugs, we got Basil Collins. Who who watches over this striking this picket uh, that you know of course the, this picket uh, is there essentially to you know create inf- like create the presence that like this is going on drum up support uh, it is great for morale of everybody because like it's depressing um, to be on a strike where you're like oh we have to like keep doing this for as long as it takes I guess but no one knows how long that's going to be. Everybody probably sets out with a strike being like, this could be over in like three days because the company mm-hmm. wants to keep making money. Um, so like, how long will they like, f- like stare across at us from like the yard with machine guns eventually <laughs> um, and uh, make it so that like they'll concede or give up some concessions and then negotiate uh, so that, you know, we can go back to business. Well, in the case of the Harlan County USA documentary strike, uh, 14 months. 14 months. Mm. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot when you say it like that necessarily, but uh, every day probably grows more and more of a struggle because picketing is ultimately boring. <laughs> you're you're, outs- yeah. you're outside standing around, walking around, holding a sign, and there's points where it's completely pointless because there's like kind of high high tide and low tide of like when there's activity. Uh, either mm-hmm. in this occasion, uh, you're being confronted with uh, the scabs, who are the, uh, mm-hmm. the the people that the company are going to hire to do the job that you're not willing to do because you're on strike. But we got to keep making money, so we're just going to ship these guys through past the picket line so we can keep this mine going and keep the money flowing and prove a point that you are disposable at the end of the day. Uh, and, of course... There's this uh, fear amongst the the management that like, well, these picketers, they're they're gonna be violent. They're they're gonna feel their livelihoods threatened. Of course they will, and uh, they're mm-hmm. gonna do something and prevent our our scabs from crossing the line. Well, we gotta have 
security. We have to have men that are who get tr- truncheons and weapons and protect our precious scab workers to make sure that they get across that picket line safely. Um, and yeah, this is just this ongoing strategy of uh, wearing down the opposition because it turns it turns into a war um, where there is like these laws that govern it. One of which is that when you're a picket, you can't block uh, traffic. You cannot uh, in, 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 inhibit inhibit the ability to cro- to move on a road or whatever. So, Do, is that still the case? Yes, very much. Is it in Canada? Yes. Even two months ago. Yes, you cannot mm. block. You cannot block a public road. That is mm. uh, that is a that is a no go. Uh, even I remember this was being there's some debate of whether or not uh, there's some footage of uh, strikers that, uh, that John Deere plant, one of the John Deere plants that was mm-hmm. on strike uh, four or five months ago, and there's these guys kind of like standing in this way across the thing, and they're like they're blocking the roads. It's like oh no, we're 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 in a protest, we're having a protest, we're having a march. It's like I'm sorry that at this very moment in time that we're crossing the road when you happen to be trying to get across of it. We're we're very apologetic about this. Um, mm-hmm. So again. It's about uh, framing things, I suppose. Yeah. So this is like, uh, like, this is an error though. Where it's like people don't have phones. They don't. They don't have uh, you know smartphones and camcorders left and right. They are out in the middle of nowhere, uh, up on a mountain, um, and uh, it's basically the workers, uh, the wives of the workers, who are all like on the same page. Uh, they basically want to live a life, uh, not die starve to death, have families, and uh, they are pitted against the the government, who's like, well, that's not, this strike's not good for the economy, this union <laughs> business is no good not at all. The company itself, obviously, uh, does not want this going on for their reasons. Um, the police are always, you know, interesting how they choose which side of the matter they come on. They're there to enforce uh, the rules, which is weirdly enough always perhaps in the favor of one side or the the other, Um, as is discussed here, how it always turns out that uh, all these powers come on the same page against the worker every single time. (laughs) It's just just a pure coincidence. How would you go against the worker? How would I? How would I? Yeah, uh, if you had to form a plan to uh, to get to get them guys, well, what that, would you do? Well, luckily, RJ. Well, or, or unfortunately, I guess I'm not. I'm not management material. So, but I, what I, if you were, Jared? <laughs> well, that's all, I, I, people need to pay me. I, I need to get paid for my uh, my sinister union breaking strategies. Oh, okay. Uh, well, but most of them just like probably do a Google search now. They look up how to break a union, and they all have the same talking points. Um, just the other week, we had uh, CP Rail uh, go on strike here in uh, our neck of the woods. That lasted mm-hmm. a few, couple days, but right away, that company they were on it talking about median wages and just how greedy these <laughs> these train conductors were being. Oh, they want more money. They're trying to get. It's like they never really say like. Oh, so trying to get blood from a stone. It's like this company's so rich. Like they make so much money. Mm-hmm. No, isn't that always the case? Yeah, for anyone striking in any occupation or career, they, they, they're they, they're just greedy. They just they don't. Well, they already get this much. RJ, have you considered our financial stability? Have you considered this? And then you do the uh, remember Generation X. You yeah. go. Mm. 
There, <laughs> yeah, that's the second time generation or wrestling's been brought up. Well, consider consider the people, Jared. The people. Consider the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> people power. Yeah. Yeah. What about people power? Well, okay. is it is it close to Ooh. desert power? <laughs> Somewhat. In some way. Somewhat. Okay. Um. So yeah, we get footage, kind of uh, again historical footage of the police being rolled in to uh, assist with strikes, just to make sure you know, um, financial stability and in the institution are uh, retained, not as an intimidation uh, factor at all. Even though there's footage here of just these this one particular uh, deputy just lording over this like much shorter uh, picketer, making sure it's like. His authority is respected, and you understand you're going to obey my authority. And just looking down at him, that's just like, wow, mm. there you go. Wow, how things change, RJ. Is there any authority that you demand? <laughs> well, or... the only authority I respect, though, is of the this town's judge. Uh, mm. What do you recall his name, RJ? Uh... I remember Brunner or Bruner. That's well, the only name I remember. That's the, but that, he's this that's, one of the scabs. The, well, I think that's the one. Bang, I, bang I think one. that's the guy you shoot. Yeah, that's the guy yeah. who shoots the, uh, the 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 picketer. Uh, no, the name of the judge is his last name is Hog, double G. Judge Hog. <laughs> I, I do remember that now, Judge Hog. Yeah, so we got the we got the justices who were like, oh, we don't like how you were trying to interrupt them. Uh, those those workers trying to get to their jobs, aka the scabs, and it's like, oh, you're trying to imbibe in their ability to move freely. Um, that's and you, so there's injunctions against these picketers, and they just get picked up by the cops, thrown in the back of the car. Make sure that the law is followed. They're very motivated, um, you know, mm. the uh, state and business working hand in hand. What a what a beautiful thing, RJ. Beautiful thing. <clears throat> I mean. In some places. And then, of course, it's called out in the courtroom. I guess uh, when I was watching the making of uh, that particular uh, woman, she had been microphoned. But, like, the cinematographer was, like, way back. It was, like, having, having to be kind of a little sneaky to get, like, this grainy shot from way back in the distance. And she's just, like, kind of just calling out the bullshit of this. Uh, of course, ju- this falls on the death ears of Judge Hawk, who just s- saunters away in his judicial robes. What uh, what kind of robes would you have for po- like? What are the podcast robes? Podcasting robes? Oh man! Uh, for, uh, my sweatpants. How about a gi? Ooh, mm-hmm. well, gis don't seem like the thing that you could fight in. Hey, we're doing doing some tossing. Do some yeah, jujitsu. They don't seem like the ideal clothing for that, but uh, I, they are. No. I guess. No. I guess. I guess one thing I could mention too is how uh, so Barbara Koppel, I guess she started out originally making a documentary about the um, Tony Boyle situation, uh, mm. who is the president of the UMWA, and uh, trying to get rid of Tony Boyle, who you know uh, there was like questions of whether or not oh did he have a competition murdered. <laughs> Sure seems that way. Which which RJ? Uh, yeah, Jock Yablonski. You know that that story has been dramatized in the film Acts of Vengeance, starring Charles Bronson. Uh, 
no. as Jock, Jock Yavlonsky and playing Tony Boyle, Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> Bronson and Brimley? Yeah, together. And uh, was it a uh, was it an action packed riot? Bar- bar- barn burner. A barn burner. That's right. Were there any barns in there? Was that? Were there any barns? No, I don't think so. Oh, there could have been. It's been a while since we've seen it. Okay. Yeah. It sounds okay. I mean, I'm not gonna watch it, yeah. but. So yeah, so she started off that way, but then she actually kind of wound up going to this strike against the Duke Power Company, and uh, yeah, she kind of got like sucked into what was happening uh this new york filmmaker uh was described as a hippie crew from new york that mm-hmm. were hanging out there was a lot of uh suspicion of being like, what is this what's going on who's 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 this chick and this guy <laughs> filming us what do they want and uh i guess they, they talked it out they got it figured out and uh i guess one of the stories with this documentary is that probably there's there's a lot of factors probably mm-hmm. uh that kind kind of wound up ending the strike well, the one that they kind of focus in on at the end of the documentary is the the murder or killing of uh the one mm-hmm. uh striker the uh, alleged murder yeah the alleged <laughs> um and how like that made the company go oh well maybe things got too serious but oh, I, oh, oh we didn't I, mean to do that but i guess yeah some some have said that uh it's probably like one of the things that helped with the strike being able to go as long as it did without like other measures being taken was that there was a film crew there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, it's, it's a I question mean, of documentaries having an impact on their subject, RJ. It's, it's and changing, no di- the, and changing the story. It, it's create your own narrative, Jared. Oh, <laughs> are you a bridge or are you a road? That's right. What are you? Which, what are you? You tell me, man. You tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at one point, uh, we get some footage of going to the the, the New York Stock Exchange. Right. Yeah, there's right a bit there. there. There's an information picket going on there. And we get an exchange between one of the miners and a cop. Uh, looking like he could be in like a Larry Cohen movie from the time. Mm-hmm. And this cop is just like, what? How much money are you making? That's nothing. I make $7 an hour. <laughs> oh, I got dental. I got medical. I could retire when I'm 36. And it, and I don't like, give a frig. Yeah. Yeah. 20, making uh, 20K. And if free benefits. Did that ben- guy really retire benefits. at 36? I'm, uh, probably. Ooh. I mean, but he, he'd keep going, though, too. If he started really young, and he, he might have. Started at like 18? Yeah. Might have went right, right, be a cop. And his, probably his brother's a cop, and his dad's a cop. We all cops. We eat at the donuts. Hey. But but there is like this really great little bit though where uh, they're talking about. I think the I think the mine because the, the cops saying like your job's dangerous. Like you're getting paid yeah. five dollars an hour. It's like or six bucks an hour. So like, I make seven dollars an hour. And they're like, well, is your job dangerous? It's like what this? I do a lot of this it's bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I I tried to screenshot it on the YouTube, but uh, it um. It didn't caption at that moment. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I like that when the guy's like, he's like, well, me? He's like, this is what I'm doing right now. It's bullshitting with you. He's like, I'm not dangerous. Well, well, he's not dangerous. The job, it's a yeah. lot of standing around. It's all bullshit. Yeah. I believe the uh, cinematographer's like, I think made, made some, you know, this is the meeting of the proletariat. You hate to see it. The common struggle of the man when they when they meet and talk and they realize that they have the same struggles. Yeah. How do you 
how do you struggle? Well, with black lung, but I don't. Mm. Fortunately, not because I'm not a coal miner. But, you could hang um, out with me. You'll get it. Yeah, it's at this. So it's after the information pickets uh, sequence mm-hmm. that we get the black lung uh, information disposition. Yeah, we get that breakdown. You go, oh yeah, that's it seems like a real medical problem that uh, mm-hmm. should probably be addressed in some way, or you know, so people don't have to. But the company's like, well, you know, we got to squeeze everything out of you before you go, and then after that, mm-hmm. so long. Well, that was the. Uh... What's that line in that song where it's like, they don't care about you until you're already disabled mm. or something like that? Or it's like, work you until you're disabled? Yep. I don't know. One of the doctors one, said something like one, that. Yep. Yeah. But, pretty, you know. pretty much. Um, so yeah, then we get the kind of the montage of corruption that is kind of even with like that's happening with the, this the union itself this mm-hmm. stuff with uh tony boyle who doesn't seem like they're uh they're doing things in the best interests of uh the workers and it seems like this is about staying in power there's allegations about where's that money going um because i think at this point there's some also some comment about like hoffa being in jail in jail or somewhere else? Well, I think you think he might have went to jail and then maybe got out and then went somewhere else. Mm. Till hand yeah. land. Hand land. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, you've got Tony Boyle. Uh, and then you got this uh, Jock Yablonski man, uh, who who was like running uh, against Tony Boyle, I think in like 1969, and oh, J- Jock Yablonski is murdered him and his wife and his daughter and like the bedroom next door are all killed uh in the dead of night oh tony boyle he went or sorry i think he lost the elections first there so tony boyle did win the election and then a few months later Jacques leblonsky was killed and then there was some talk about like what was going on uh and then they started actually trying there's questions raised and this eventually led to the election being overturned and this is when we get arnold miller uh, who runs against Tony Boyle, and then I think like I think the way the documentary presents it, Arnold Miller then wins that election in like 1972, and then like right afterwards, Tony Boyle's arrested, and he makes this comment about like, uh, it's like oh, no one gave me a heads up, no one told me it was coming. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's because that's what happens. The, mm-hmm. the police give you a phone call and go, excuse me, Mr. Boyle, sir, oh, we're going to come and arrest you. Get it better get out of there and make sure all the paperwork and like the the real ledgers the real ledgers are hidden so we don't find them but no he went away and there's like that thing that footage of him like being brought up the courtroom stairs and he's just like aged like i don't know a hundred years in a, a matter of like days and or whatever however it feels like and you're like oh is this like that whole scam like where uh lawyers will tell you put on nick brace on it'll make you more sympathetic <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, oh, <laughs> I saw... it was like Weinstein too, though. Like, when, yeah, like he was like in the his he was suddenly in his walker, and suddenly Bill Cosby's yeah. blind, and all these things. All this, all this stuff suddenly comes is... about. All of a sudden, yeah. This is gonna date the podcast a bit, but I saw a really funny tweet where it's like, it was like if the Academy was smart, they'd let Chris Rock present the next award in a neck brace. <laughs> like uh-huh. they let him. Yeah, you see, you see. I, I don't know what that meant. I, I just it, it sounded funny to me because it's uh, relevant, but I, I still don't really quite know what it means. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. 
Who's uh, to say? So, RJ, from a <clears throat> from a, a position of being, say, a union person. Uh, yes, you, I'm part if, of a if, union. If, if you're, say, like, okay, we got a new, we, okay, we, 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 we want to figure this out. We're going to have a new contract, but uh, you ha- you are not able to strike. There's a closet. It's like you cannot strike. What do you? What would you? What would you do with that? I mean, this might sound bad, but it's like I need a job, so like I don't know how to not. Like if well, they're like you can't have this and keep your job, I'd I'd go. Well, it's, okay. but you know, you keep your job, but you have no contract, and then they have to mm. eventually. Either well, deal or no deal. Uh, see, the they thing is, they, they can't just fire you. That's one of the strengths, RJ, of uh, of uh, of unionization is they can't just fire you because you don't vote a particular way. Now they might strategize down the road and think of ways to like lay people off, but that's kind of the seniority system that kind of protects mm-hmm. up up top and it kind of victimizes the um, the junior members. That again, old oh. man, old, old management tricks. Yeah, okay. Well, the only thing is, see, it's really tough, but I do have a contract. Mm-hmm. And even if they're like, do you want a new one? I'd be like, I already got one. Well, this is, it's, but it's remember, this, this is your collective bargaining agreement. This isn't your right. actual contract. And they could not actually, if mm. you if you had a con- one-on-one contract, like a job contract, that is, they could not ask you that because your union would go, no. And then that would be, that's pretty well the end of that. Like they couldn't mm-hmm. ask you because that's actually in the language of a collective agreement that they would not, that would prevent that from ever happening. Though they're always they're always working hard to like figure out ways to undermine uh, uh, solidarity because they would try to like say, well, we're going to have different classifications of employees, and then those will have different rules that apply to them, and because then it winds up creating division when it comes to these issues because you can uh, target one group and have one that seems to be benefiting more than the other, and then the other group is more resentful of their fellow worker than they are against the people who are making those decisions in mm-hmm. a legal capacity. <clears throat> so yeah, the, the struggle is real. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> How do you struggle though? Outside of that, outside of that, tell, tell the listeners out there, what's your struggle? <laughs> what's what in, in, like labor wise or, uh, in, in anything. Yeah. I mean, labor, is, okay. is it like physical labor or, you know, mental, <clears throat> emotional, um, metaphysical, spiritual? spiritual? Yeah. Anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, the, the part of this that like feels like a, a capturing of the, the drag, I guess, of a union is just like, again, it comes down to the morale issue. Like there's bits where, you know, you've got your, um, you know, picket captains and like kind of your, the actual like kind of key executives of a union who are like you know start browbeating the membership like okay guys there's only like six people out there picketing we need more than that uh and it's because you're getting paid to be on strike i mean it's a pittance compared to your regular wage but i mean i think it's like i think they're like it's like two bucks an hour to be on strike uh your wage is five bucks an hour so you're making like a hundred dollars a month it's like well you need to be making more than that um, yeah. to, to to stay uh, keep your head above water if even if it's worth at 50 bucks an hour or 50, 50 bucks a month i can't I can't specifically remember but yeah it's it's ridiculous 50 maybe 50 bucks ah. anyways numbers 50 bucks a month that uh you get get a lot of big gulps with that <laughs> sure good well to a point, <laughs> to I a guess, point. I, yeah. I, yeah i can't remember the, what the specifics were i think it's it's two bucks an hour so it depends on what your day is 
Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea how that kind of stuff works. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, there's like kind of like the the kind of the hey, you got to get out there. There's the guy driving around on the tr- uh, the truck with the uh, PA system, trying uh, to like hustle up people to get up, get together, go in front of the, um, the the mining company. Which of course, you know, it's like where's the owner? Is he even in town anymore? Is he hiding <laughs> somewhere? Is he at his second house? Nowhere near to nowhere near the problems of this town, or like the people who like maybe like own stores, and maybe they're just company stores for all we know. But all these, all the, the entire economy is impacted by this going on. So of course the population from the city or from that little town probably aren't supportive of this. Uh, they might be mm. at the beginning, but as this drags on, there's going to be ups and downs in terms of uh, people's um, response to what's going on. Because there's like this is a nonsense. Just get back to work. Just get back to work. What's the big deal? But it is a big deal because this is what it is forever and ever. Um, it's because, and this company is obviously very invested in seeing it not succeed. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is kind of like jumping ahead a little bit to like kind of like what you would maybe call the the climax of the film. Mm-hmm. I, I think because uh, there's a lot of things start getting start, things start breaking down there's the, mm-hmm. there's like the, again the gun thugs the they're taking shot yep. there's there's weapons being uh, shown and there's like again uh Basil Collins who's uh mm-hmm. asking for Barbara Koppel's identifications and having a nice mm-hmm. little friendly chat speaking of like great uh, he'd be a great villain in a fictional story Basil uh, Collins yeah, he'd be in, the in, leader in, of the minions <laughs> the minions uh, he, but, he, but he's like, he seems so, so, so nice, doesn't he? And then, mm-hmm. then he starts reaching for something in his pocket and, and flashing it around and just making sure everything, keeping everyone, uh, uh, honest, I'm sure in his mind. Cause he's like, oh yeah. And he's got a reputation. It's like, oh yeah, he, he enjoys his job. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, oh that, yeah, that guy loves doing what he does. It's yeah. like, you see it, you see what he does. Flashing his gun around, breaking up, the yeah. making sure again, delivering those scabs safely to work. Um, but yeah, at this point, you know the the machine guns coming out and uh, shots are being fired at people, just to you know, you know, spice things up a little bit. Well, just a little. Just you a little you, you always got to spice things up a little yeah. bit, Jared. Which, which of course pushes people further away from the site, so they can't be as effective. Um, but yeah, then like there is just like this like ongoing kind of element though it seems like the the wives of the uh the miners they seem to be like far more like um uh on the same page far mm-hmm. more a lot more united and like very much like this is their fight just as much as is the miners uh and they're just like well the miners just seem to be like oh, i don't know i don't even know what to do anymore very despondent but they're like there's no time for that <laughs> so they're, mm-hmm. they're 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 right there they're they mean they're not part of uh they're not getting paid they're, they're, but they're like this. This is our life, too, dudes. And so they're right there. Uh, there's the one um, woman uh, that's pretty prominent in there uh, with her uh, gun in her bra. So, mm-hmm. It's like that's got its safety on. Even goes off, just shoots my tit off. You ever worried ex- about that? Ex- excuse me. That's a quote. That's uh, Lois Scott. Is her name? Interesting, but she's the but she's the one that's keeping them, keeping them. Yeah, I, I do. I do remember her pulling that guy out. Yeah, and you're just like here it is, and you go, whoa. Yep. Well, hey, because yeah, it's like they've got guns, 
and uh, we're not supposed to have guns. It's like, uh, not anymore. And then there, because there comes that point where after these uh, shots are being fired, where there is this standoff that comes out where it's like, well, f- fuck, we got to make a stand here. And they, they take a car and they actually do block the road and it prevents them from coming. And they've got like a line of people who are like standing behind vehicles ready to go. Uh, the sheriff rolls in. He makes his first appearance that I remember. And he's like, you got to move that car. I'm just doing my job here. You can't put lock that public roadway. And mm-hmm. then they're like, but then it's like they present him with a warrant for the arrest of Basil Collins. And he's like, we got to pay me the $8. And to which I go, RJ, how many times have you had to pay like small town sheriff to, to do their job? Um, there was this one time when I was, I was feeling like I was walking tall, but I was really <laughs> walking small because the, the sheriff was the one who was really like a real do, Buford. Do you know yeah yeah and like and like that dude he was a good dude but like did he deserve what what we were giving him i don't know i don't think so no i don't think so jared so tough stuff yeah tough stuff um so yeah and at this point like yeah there is this like tension like what's going to happen but it seems like there's actual momentum it's really like uh amazing like fly on the wall filmmaking where it's like oh Mm. they actually document this and they cover it and it's like oh there's like a beginning middle of an end uh Mm. and it's like and they turn them around they they sent them back that day it's like it's a small little victory and that seems to kind of kick off um like the boost of morale like those small little victories that can like break up this again you know you're nine months in and it's just like not ending and you're like at that point it just becomes your life and mm-hmm. you can't even imagine going back to work. But um, they send him back. And then uh, there's a sequence where uh, we get some flying pickets. Some uh, you know fellow members of the uh, United Miners workers come in through town because they've heard about the plight. We got mm-hmm. a Jock Yablonski's son, Chip. Uh, who's there with Arnold Miller, and they're there like having a big parade with all these old miners. It's it's a big show of force, solidarity, all that. But there's this one mm-hmm. bit where they kind of cut to like one of the younger miners, um, and he's like, "Well, you know, maybe when the flying pickets came down here, we could have, you know, done more, or done something. Like maybe we could have just like gone up to that up to the mine and just taken those machine guns away." I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it's like what are they, they going? What are they going to do? murder us all it's like there's not more maybe well i mean that's the sort of shit that uh i mean you go back to the 1920s and 30s uh one day rj we'll be talking about a movie it's a fictional or not fictional it's a dramatization of uh just that type of Mm -hmm. uh conflict happening with uh labor strife um Mm -hmm. and how about how do you feel about whitlin you like whitlin which one's Whitlin? Whitlin, where you're just you know carving up that wood. You got your ah, piece of wood. oh, I see. There's there's a lot of Whitlin going on. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of banjoing. Yep. There's a lot of singing and song telling and storytelling, for that matter. Yes. There's a lot of a lot in this one, Jerry. There is a little bit. A little lot bit. of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get brains. Yes, we do. We get some uh, shot of human brains because there's been a killing. There's been mm-hmm. there's been a murder uh, that I believe was I, I watched a NBC clip from YouTube uh, that was talking about bloody uh, Harlan and yeah I guess that was um, 
was it adjourned <laughs> or something like that? But it was just like mm. kind of a quitted. He was acquitted. It was like self defense, you know, mm-hmm. the brains, because uh, that guy died. So the brains, the yeah, brains. He, yeah, he gets let off. That, it's, yeah. It gets mentioned. Yeah, about yeah. A, like, a fall a year later, and uh, yeah, but that 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 violence sort of uh, you could say is like the impetus for like the wrapping up of the strike. Uh, mm-hmm. I've read somewhere, and I think it was the NBC clip too. And it's like, oh, like basically the same day as the funeral, they signed the, they've ratified the deal. They they made a deal with the company using the union that they wanted, probably with some you know concessions or whatever to make it uh, a little palatable for this this poor struggling mining company. And um, but then mm-hmm. we kind of like jump ahead, and you're like, ah, it's a big win. And like now the all these people are like, I oh, fuck, it's so weird to go back to work. Like my <laughs> life has become being a picketer and being on strike for like twelve months of my life, for fourteen months of my life, and now I got to go back to work. Like nothing's changed. Like nothing's nothing uh, changed, but something has changed. And then we get kind of this like final like in the fifteen minutes where uh, you get the kind of the grim realities of union life uh and mm. what in what union is and like about compromise in terms of like these power structures that nothing is perfect and it's like you know your your leadership even in your union might not have your back and they're like, we got to sign this right this good deal because we're now we're now negotiating these deals like on a large scale mm-hmm. um and everyone's going to make their vote and it's like on a national level and it's like even if like one particular mine company or one group of miners says like we're we don't like this deal at all too bad you can't even go on strike and they're like well that's bullshit <laughs> but um i don't mm. again the people are frustrated and pissed and like the and he had all this great footage of union men just fucking pissed off and bitching and complaining and they're talking about like point twos and point fours and talking about your 13 weeks you get and it's like you get five days leave you're five days leave i get five days just to get a doctor's note and the guy just pops that cigarette in his mouth with these great hats oh yeah it's it's so good this this is like Mm -hmm. yeah this is what i i like to see um Mm -hmm. i want to see unions and i want to see like guys who are pissed off at their union it's perfect time capsule yep it works. It yeah. works. It should, you should love your union, but also hate it. It's the way it should be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then you get this, like, yeah, you get a little, you know, a little uh, more of that sample. Of like, oh, the uh, Secretary of the Treasury is involved. Uh, and he's going to make sure that this deal goes through. And they're going to have a little a conversation with uh, Arnold Miller, make sure that he's uh, he's going to approve this message of this new contract deal. It's one of the, it's not, it's, you know, it's got some compromises, but it's the best of it, of the era. It's the best there is because it's all about selling it. And sometimes you're like, you got to question whether or not you're, uh, maybe your bargaining team doesn't have your best interests in mind um, when all, when it's all said and done, because maybe they got someone, someone else's ear, uh, uh, their ear is being had by somebody else. That's not in your best interest, but they're, they're always, Oh no, 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 buddy. Don't, don't believe me. Why would I lie to you? Why would you lie to them? Jerry? Why would Well, because uh, you never know. I, I can't see everyone's bank accounts. Well, they can mm, see yours though. They may, they might, they might. So, yeah, and then the kind of the film ends with back to work. You get some like kind of uh, bummer footage of these old guys uh, chewing some tobacco, uh, going in for their shift, and they're just like, "Well, I mean, this is what it is. This is what my life is. I've been here for thirteen years. Being, I want to, I've been wanting a raise for this entire time, and even at the end of all this, I still don't get it." <laughs> mm. um, no. Well, they try. The, the struggle is real. Which struggle? How do you struggle? The struggle, the class struggle. Oh, the, the, right. the day-to-day struggle. No. That old chestnut, eh? 
that old chestnut. So, anyways, um, to to, to conclude, uh, yeah, Harlan County, USA. What what do you say about a uh, a documentary? Uh, about this subject matter other than like I mean I'm on the same page with this uh, politically uh, one of my favorite little bits on Wikipedia on the critical response we get film critic De- uh, film critic Dennis Schwartz like the documentary it found flaw in it providing only one point of view he described the film as one of the better and more rousing labor strike films that calls attention to class war in America, though it doesn't offer enough analysis for balance on the issues. It sees the struggle solely through the miners' eyes. <laughs> the film does a good job chronicling the plight of the miners, telling their personal stories in a moving way, and the meaningful, catchy coal mining songs add to the emotional impact of the historical event. Um, uh, my, my umbrage there is that this, it's only through the miners' eyes. I'm like, yeah, we, we need to really know what, uh, upper management has to say about it. I mean, I think we... Both sides, RJ. I want a little bit more of both sides. It's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they show you the other side briefly. Yeah, there's not much. They there's, do. There's really not much to it. Yeah, they show it briefly, but it's there. Yeah, this is uh, one of those... The great flaws of people's reasoning sometimes is that they just assume, well, you got to present both sides. And you go, no, you don't. You, you, mm, you don't. No. You don't necessarily. Some some sides aren't worth really. There's not much to discuss. I mean, that is true. Yeah. That is true. That's why people don't listen to some half of these reviews. Exactly. They say some, some sides aren't worth <laughs> listening to. That's when I come in. So, RJ, I think Harlan yeah. County is pretty pretty good because yep. it, it it kind of it adds to the the discourse that i think is very lacking uh even today more so than ever i think uh around kind of like what what the struggle is and these are like people that's like they definitely are not being given a fair shake and mm-hmm. uh this is kind of the only way that they can stand up and push back is through uh unity solidarity uh, because otherwise they're just going to get pushed around. As individuals, they will fail. But together, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. RJ, what do you think of Harlan County, USA? What's not to, what's, what's left to say about such a thing? Uh, no, I mean, it's good. I liked it. Um, for me, more than anything, I just liked seeing, as you pointed out, like 70s dudes in weird hats smoking cigarettes and just yelling about stuff. I liked all that. I was old, like, yeah. old, old old men saying in regards to gun thugs. So I tell everybody, take to the shelter if you can and lay the lead to them. Well, I mean, I've heard you say that several times in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Not on podcast, obviously, but uh, there's a bit where the camera kind of pans off to like a guy who's just like sitting there and he's got this smirk on his face. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like so amused by this old angry man he's like i've been here before <laughs> and you're you go yes 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 i like this uh yeah no I, I i like all that stuff um the union stuff is uh i don't know it's it's super interesting to watch and uh i think you put it a little bit more eloquently you're just like yes the way you described it is good um it's cool to see that stuff I'm 40s boys. Give them your best, man. Uh, that coal mine and stuff, it's scary. It don't look good. I don't want to do it. So it's like those boys who will do it, you should probably take care of them, I guess, the best that you can. It's funny the way the world works, right? Those uh, labor jobs that are the worst get paid the worst, but no one else wants to do it. So fuck them, I guess, is uh, the approach people have 
taken on that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else there is to say. You, uh, you, you handled it on this one, Jerry. You real handled that one. You, you discussed Harlan County in full detail. You got it. It's a good old doc. As we said before, docs are kind of hard sometimes. Like, um, depending on the content, some docs are very well done, and you're like, yeah, that's great. And then some documentaries are give me shelter, and you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me I I know a lot of other people don't agree with that but when I watched that one I went yeah yeah but uh, yeah I don't know I'm, I'm for the coal miners oh I just remembered another documentary and I can't believe I forgot about it mm. Burden of Dreams ah but, which is also like a making of but I think yeah. it, it kind of transcends that I think too. it fits into yeah. doc in, in a way um yeah harlan county is uh it's good it's a slice of life some would say you know about slice of life yeah yeah you're about uh you've been talking for about two to three minutes so far i don't know what else to say i don't know if you realize of this of this one hour (laughs) monologuing realize but you have been talking for one hour and ten minutes uh uh, one hour and four well one hour one one hour one hour and one minute so, yeah, I don't know if you realize, but you have been talking for about I'm an aware. hour. I'm aware. Which is, I'm, I, I ain't mad at it. I'm cool with that. But I, I what I'm saying is, I don't know what it, what is left to say about this movie. You kind of, you, you did it. If that <laughs> Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You discussed it. Uh, I like the music in this movie. I think that's cool. I like the scenes in the doctor's office where it's just a bunch of old sick men. And you're just like, you're like, these guys are dying because of their job. And you go... That's a bummer. That's sad. But uh, this whole movie is just a bummer because it's like, ah, these guys are doing this. These guys are doing that. And they ain't getting a fair shake. And you go, oh, it's kind of bad. I like the sandwiches that play in this movie. There's a lot of like just cheese sandwiches, which I think are uh, an interesting oddity. You know where it's like a single cheese slice in a sandwich? I saw that a lot in this movie. And I was like, hmm, cheese sandwiches. Is that something people eat? Still? No? Or is that something you make for kids? You know what I mean? Or is that just a poverty sandwich? Could be that. Could be. Not sure. But yeah, I don't I don't have much to say. So like I said, I think I think you kinda covered it. <laughs> but I can talk about Harlan County War if you want. <laughs> no, please. I watched like, I don't know, fifteen minutes of this and like every time I heard Ted Levine's voice, I perked up a little bit. But man, oh, this like it just seemed like such a snooze. Okay, so <clears throat> Harlan County War is the uh, 2000 dramatization, which feels like a 1991 dramatization of this. Like, it doesn't feel like a 2000s movie. It feels way older. What's well, a TV movie? Keep in that in mind. Yeah, yeah, but it's it still it feels older. Um, so Ted Levine is uh one of the whole man and uh. You see him in a uh, gratuitous sex scene with Holly Hunter, and uh, it was weird. It was out of place. But uh, so what it is is this movie is all all about Holly Hunter. She's the wife of um, like she's married to Ted Levine. He's on coal miner strike, and it's all about like the ladies that were involved in this. So like all all like the the wives of the coal miners on strike, and like what they did at the time, which I I guess is a neat idea, but um. This movie is very much like a, like there's, it's almost an exact quote, not quite, but uh, she's like, 
when Stellan Skarsgård, you know, the Baron, when he's there, he's like the union rep and he's there trying to get like a feel of the people and he's talking to her and he's like, well, what do you think? Uh, or like, what do you do to hear? And it's like, what, what, what's your deal? And she's like, she's like, I can't go do all that. He's like, I want you to come. He's like, you seem like a smart person. I mean, how, how she, can, how, how can uh, Baron Harkonnen be here as that well? That caring? Well, time, space, uh, the spice allows you to travel through time right. in a, like a metaphysical sense. We haven't gotten there yet. That's uh, that's later in the Dune books, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so Stellan Gar- Skarsgård is like, uh, he's like, you're a smart lady. I need you. And she's like, I don't got time for that. She's like, I got to do the laundry. I got to prep the dinner. I got to keep these men in line. I got to protect them kids. And it ain't even noon yet. It's like, a, like that's a, almost a direct quote. Um, this movie is a lot of that where it's like, hey. I, I know these ladies work very hard, but uh, it's it's a lot of pouring on in that sense where it's just like, it's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And it's like, this is America. If you don't like it, you better leave. And you go, okay. <laughs> you go, okay. This movie's got a really weird thing where um, when the song's kick in, it switches to black and white. I don't hmm. know why. Hmm. I mean, I guess because of the documentary, but uh, whenever the songs come in, they switch to black and white. There's a they tried to get a banjo sing uh, like a banjo song in this. It's at a campfire and Ted Levine. He's just kind of like screaming. He's like, oh, oh, and, and like that's all he's doing. And you're like, uh, what is this? And then two weird things with Holly Hunter. She gets invited to um, a stockholder meeting because she buys a single stock so that she can go speak for the miners. And uh, she's there, and they're, like, eating, lo- like, steak and lobster. And, like, everyone's really fancy at the stockholder thing. And she's like, I don't even know how to eat this thing, this crawdaddy. And, like, you know, fish out of water stuff. But I was like, what's up with this fancy dinner? This seems strangely out of place. And then uh, Holly Hunter clubs a man to death. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a scene where the wives attack. Um, yes like attack the scabs yeah and they pull one of the scabs out and and she literally she clubs a dude to death and you go oh did she get away with it yeah i mean he rolled he doesn't fully die he kind of rolls over later but (laughs) so he didn't he wasn't clubbed to death at all well he's pretty close like honestly it's like it's like a three minute long beating that's how long the beating is did he earn it i mean he was trying to drive in to be the scab i mean yeah so I, you take fuck, that as it is. Fuck scabs, RJ. Yeah, that's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. So, anyways, that's um, Harlan County War. Wow, you're here first, folks. What a what a scoop! What a scoop! Well, and, I and then uh, RJ, RJ took the hit on that one. Yeah. Well, I knew. I I had a feeling you were potentially. Um, into Harlan County. So I was like, I think Jared's going to talk about this one for a while. Maybe I better watch this made for TV film. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, that, and that's where I went with that one. Want to hear from some people who hate Harlan County, USA? Sure. So I don't even know what this person's name is. Is it butterfly? Uh, it's a butterfly emoji. Yeah, apparently. That's their name. Half a star. This made me wish I was deaf. They don't like the music, I guess. Or maybe they're they're not a fan of 1976 limited audio mixing for this documentary. 
the the music is terrific um their bio is i love bread and jeff goldblum oh good lord and their uh, picture is the corpse bride favorite films include the corpse bride labyrinth howl's moving castle and it happened one night so uh big anime boys over here for butterfly and nothing um, else interesting i yeah i'm not really into these hate people they're Whatever. Uh, but how about one and a half stars from Eugene McCran? Mm-hmm. Bunch of things aren't my cup of tea. Guilty conscience, one-sided arguments despite the objective goal of verite, docu-advocation, too many digressions with the miners' wives, bad soundtrack. What happened seems atrocious, and I dutifully felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, they gave Tremors two a half a star. I don't think Tremors two is that bad of a movie. They also give uh, Wishmaster a half a star, which also isn't that bad of a movie. Not really. Uh, this person, Eugene McCran, has a, their bio: attorney, cinephile, and unfortunate tandem. And then they have 100-point scale conversion chart, Jarrett. Oh, boy. 91 to 100, five stars. Oh, God, wow. Huge. 81 to 90, four and a half stars. Uh, what is, I wonder why, uh, why do Eugene care? has a guilty conscience. I, I didn't have a guilty conscience. No, neither did I. Yeah. But attorney. That's weird. Favorite films include Bound, Stray Dogs, Prime Cut, and Andre Rublev. The hundred point scale thing annoys me because it's like it's not needed, but nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. You know what I mean, Jer? Mm-hmm. So that's that dude. Yeah. That's that. I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> with these scabs? <laughs> these these fucking uh Scabs? Uh, I don't know what's the word for? They're not scabbing. Scabs? I don't think they're going to be going down no fucking mine shaft. Scabs? Scabs. Yeah, scabs. Yeah. Probably. Probably scabs. Suckers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. A bunch of suckers. I agree. No. Well, RJ, uh, any final thoughts on Harley County, USA? I feel like I've been talking for yeah, so long. You I, I you feel like I, shut up. I uh, I don't think I can get two cent two uh, two cents in, let mm-hmm. alone one cent. Mm-hmm. Not not even one. No, I don't know. It's a good show. Check it out. Check it out. That's my review. After the break, keep your brains inside your head, folks, and fuck gun thugs. Who? Gum? Film of lead. Together down in Argentina By a guy making 30 
scabbing tonight. Ah, uh, exactly where you think I'm scabbing. <laughs> I'm going to be running on the track, and you know what I'm going to be feeling? Finish it. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> running on the track, and you feel a wet crack. You can email us at criteriancrease at gmail.com and tell us about your violent diarrhea. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwolf. Yeah. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We've got a YouTube. And we've got a Patreon where you can continue following the adventures of Enterprise with RJ, Captain RJ, on the USS Bellagio. Yeah, that was fun, hey? Next week, RJ. Yeah. Next week. Spine 335. We're, uh, this is like one third of the way to Godzilla. We're at that. We're past that point now. Well, what's that going to take us to make it there? Well, how long have we been doing this for? Four weeks? Six years now or something like that. Five and a half years, so another 11 years, and we'll talk about Godzilla. No. Or something. We could, we could watch it otherwise. Louis Mall is back in the house. Already? Are oh, you fucking kidding? I, I'm not kidding. Elevator uh, to the Gallows from 1957. I didn't know he was back so soon. He's back. Does this one also have problematic relations with mothers? Well, we're going to find out next week. I don't know. I think it's a, oh. I think it's a crime movie. But, but as only Louis Maul can bring us. I'm going to say no thanks. <sighs> or yes, please. Well, debatable. Well, this, is, this has been going on a long time. So, yeah. good night. Yeah. <laughs>